Welcome to the pit of horror of Crazy Poultry Inc. And here is the host, Gallo Loco. Hello, Crazy Poultry Inc. I am your host, Ian Gaio Loco, with a very special horror talk, as I promised last week on our reviews that we posted, which feel free to go listen to those. It's with Damon, it's with Nick, it's all a good time. Uh, but I promised there, because of HorrorCon that was going to be coming up that we were going to be going to, which has now been delayed because of the coronavirus, which... We're not going to dig too much into that. We know how we all feel about that. But I made the promise to the listeners that we were still going to do this. And I still wanted to do this. So we're still going to go through with it. So joining me today on this special horror talk from the pit of horror here on Crazy Poultry Inc. I have with me, as usual, Mr. Nickerish Chicken. Thank you for joining this special occasion again. Happy Saturday, another crappy weather day in Indiana. Yes, Midwest, rainy, cold. What is really different? Very true. Uh, I know your feelings on this, on the horror event, but how are you still feeling about still talking about coming here and doing horror talk? Oh, horror is probably my favorite genre of movie that always has been growing up. Um, I mean, there's so many different good and bad horror movies so it's going to be interesting to see what uh, this discussion brings up yeah and also of course joining us from the darkest side of his mind the gobbler damon anderson Now you know why I asked you that question. <laughs> ah, yeah, I mean, I guess if that question, uh, I think I probably would have went with the other one. Well, but, now you're stuck with that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I like it, though. It's, it's for, fine. It works the, out. For the horror part, that's what you get now. <laughs> I'm okay with it. So, again, like how I asked Nick, how are you feeling? 
I, I know, again, we're going to try not to talk about our emotions about the horror convention, but yeah. how do you feel about still talking about some horror films? I mean, yeah, the whole thing situation kind of sucks, but... In fact, your I, first time on here was about a horror film. Yeah, but I'm always excited to talk about horror films. Always. Yeah. So. And we have a special other fourth member. He has been on the podcast before, but... That is on the different formats. This is technically his reintroduction. He did do a long podcast with me talking about the entire Halloween franchise. And we still don't know a nickname for him quite yet. That's going to be my quiz to him by the end of this broadcast to try to think of a poultry-themed nickname. So I'm just going to go just with Russ. (laughs) Welcome, Russ. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for joining this, finally. Uh, We know that you were the wild card if you were going to be here or not. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, You you definitely have an extent thing with horror, so we knew that you'd be perfect to join. I've been a horror movie fan since I was five years old when my cousin Tim showed me the very first 1978 John Carpenter's Halloween, I've just been hooked on horror ever since. Yeah. Uh, So, as I kind of explained in the intro, this is just a free talk discussion about our feelings on horror films, you know, how we feel like they are, how they've progressed, how they've degressed. Uh, But I'm going to kind of start the conversation flow around the room with this pretty simple, maybe simple question, because it requires you to really think, maybe back. What was the first movie... That kind of scared you. And it doesn't have to be a horror film, because I'll give my example. Mine is Snow White. That dark forest scene with all the eyes and stuff, that creeped me the fuck out as a kid. And as I then have been thinking back, Disney, you were my introduction to horror. <laughs> it's just now a different type of horror, because now I'm fearful for creative. <laughs> but, yeah, so Snow White for me was the first film that actually kind of freaked me out as a kid. Uh, anybody else want to join in with their first one, Mr. Yeah. Damon? Uh, my first one was actually, it is a horror film, but uh, a little preface to that. I grew up around a lot of teenagers. I didn't really, you know, when I was really little, me and my baby said it was mostly teenagers. Well, what are teenagers like to watch? Scary movies. And one of the first movies that I remember watching is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. And something about Leatherface, although... He's one of my favorites now, if not my favorite. Uh, uh, just the sheer terror of someone with a chainsaw. Like, it's just something, there's something so violent. It's not, you know, like, you know, Freddy was kind of scary, but he was, you know, very, almost fictional, if you will. Same thing with Jason. To me, he's very scary, but like, very fictional. But Leatherface was just, he's a guy. He's just a simple guy, and that, that's always... Very simple. Yeah. And now, even today, like, that's the horror films that I love the most, is the ones that, it's not out of the place, like, it's just a very realistic 
dark human being, and that's always been a good, good set for me. Okay, uh, Russ or Nick want to go? Um, one of the ones that still scares the shit out of me is the Exorcist. Like, still hands down, the Linda Blair scene fucking kills me every time I watch it, but I still watch it because I'm a horror fan. I have so, it. But was that the very first one? Yes, that okay. scared the shit out of me. <laughs> You uh, both literally are starting with horror. <laughs> and ever since then, like, possession kind of movies, like, they still give me the creeps, but, you know, I'll still watch them. But still, hands down, that's still my number one that still creeped me out when I was younger, still today. Okay, and Mr. Nickrish? Mine was uh, actually one of the, not horror, but one of the be- probably the best movies of all time, and that's The Wizard of Oz. Uh, I remember that was one of the first movies I watched, and I remember the flying monkeys being absolutely terrifying to me. And also the witch without her makeup terrified <laughs> me as well. So, yeah, that was definitely the first memory I ever had of being terrified from a movie. Yeah, Wizard of Oz is kind of one of those more like, you know, when you're younger, you just notice more of the bright colors and stuff. But then as you watch it more times you get over, you see all the dark stuff yep. there. Like the monkeys, yeah. or like I brought up with Damon a few days ago, I was like, the scarecrow getting uh, pulled apart, you could make the argument that could be the first dismemberment put on film. Yeah. Or the munchkin that gets hanging to... Well, that's, well, that's been disproven. Yeah. See, uh, another one, like, if I have to throw in probably one that was around the same time was probably the original Scream as well. Well, well for you growing up. I was yeah. around the same okay. time. Around the like, same time. That was like no. the 30s. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean when, I, when I was growing up, when, about watching like the Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. See, it, like I watched a lot of the original It as well, the miniseries, and I never really got scared by the whole clown aspect. It never really got me. But mm-hmm. again, Scream, not only is it another person, but it, I don't know, the mask. Yeah, and even face. today, like I'm not a, like the mask still can sometimes, like if someone like was to like jump out with it, it probably would like oh you know might startle me for sure because I just that that one was always one that kind of got me. Ghostface was also probably the first horror movie mask that I ever saw without actually watching a movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was so, everywhere. Well, not just that, but I was walking into a room and I think my sister may have been watching it and her friends were watching it and that's when I first saw it. I was like, what the heck was that? Yeah, whereas like you know, to me like all the other people like you know maybe Jason I seen like a like a hockey mask situation, mm-hmm. but like. You didn't really see like a Freddy mask, or like now nowadays they have like all these eccentric masks. Like you can go to shops and get them, but like back, you know, back when, at least when I was younger, like in the you know early two thousands and stuff, there was not a whole lot of like fancy masks. It was the yeah. simple ones, like the you know the ghost face mask or like the Jason mask. Well, because that was just a hockey mask. Yeah. Or Michael Myers. Every yeah, yeah, that was another one that happened a lot. Well, that was and that was out of necessity because they're like it was a William uh, we Shatner. we yeah William Shatner that we paint white and regular clown <laughs> mask because that's the budget that we have, and that's also the one where everybody turned it down that they wanted to do it. Nobody wanted to do it. Uh, Nick, do you have anything to add? Um, I remember the mask I saw a lot, but it hasn't even been that much of a long long ago of a movie. But the jigsaw mask from Saw I saw everywhere around that time. Like anywhere you went, it didn't have to be a Halloween store, but you literally saw it everywhere. Oh, yeah, and then of course the, the yeah, and the press the button things were literally yeah. had Tobin Bell's voice. So 
Well, it almost started to feel like that saw was just not going to end too. So that's kind of that's, that's, yeah, that's kind of why there's we still one. haven't. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> there's certain it. series that I feel definitely feel. I mean, you know, not to get off too off off topic, but the horror, but like you know, things like Fast and Furious and stuff. I feel like mm-hmm. at this point, it's like there's been so many. It's like how can you continue going? And Jigsaw well, has been one of them. Well, that's just one of the so-called casualties that, you know, Hollywood wants to make franchises because that's where the yeah. money is. Well, my thing is, it comes in, where does the franchise stop? Exactly. Like, you know, like, because Saw, by itself, is an awesome movie, a fantastic movie. Oh, yeah, movie. the first one. And, but then, like, slowly, progress, like, it's not that it got worse, like, eventually, yeah, it started getting worse. Like, it started off, like, okay, this is pretty good. And then... Mm-hmm. It slowly got okay. This is it's each movie progressively got worse, and it got more where it was like shock humor. Let's see how violent we can get. Whereas the first one was a very well thought out, low budget, movie. low budget movie. Exactly, and but then after that, like you know, two, three, and well, that, then it was but, like cameos. But that's like was. what I was just saying. It was low budget. When you get a bigger budget, you try to go over the top, and it just didn't fit for me. I still have yet to watch all the Saw series, so I don't know exactly how I feel about that. But For me, it was uh, Paranormal Activity yeah. and Final yes. Destination. Those were two of the ones where I thought just, oh my God, stop I, now. At, le- at least Final Destination was self-aware. <laughs> like at, at least at some point, like whereas it didn't really catch its, you know. Like Paranormal Activity, I still felt like it almost took itself seriously. Like they were like, we're going to make something like truly scary. And they said that about every film, and it's just like, you watch, I watched the first one, I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> what, what is this, like, and the rest mm-hmm. of them, same thing, just like, this is kind of dumb. But, again, like, at the Final Destination, at least it became self-aware at some point, it was like, we're just going to be ridiculous. Again, that's that's kind of what I hear from most people, I just still have yet to watch that series, it's yeah. still on my... In fact, the next three movies that I have set for my horror thing to continue is uh, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead. I've never watched those. But which ones? The original ones. The original ones are the best. But the Dawn remake is actually still pretty good. Yeah, but the original ones. Night of the the Living Dead is one of the best movies. And and then it's after that that I was just been told, just don't continue. (laughs) Because I did watch Land and I didn't think that was good. Uh, Since you guys brought up Paranormal and Final Destination franchise... Did you guys know that they're actually in talk for both franchises, a TV series? I guess who's going to make it? Sci-fi, of course, so it's going to be terrible. Final Destination, see, you could probably do something for Paranormal Activity because it was set along multiple days, so you could make each day something Different. strange or happening. Yeah. So I could see that, but Final Destination is like, we're gonna, this is, that's basically what, a thousand ways to die? Yeah. <laughs> well... But my bigger thing is, I just don't want to keep seeing things get remade. Do something different. Or at least I don't TV care. Show, like, you know, the thing is, that even the TV show, sometimes you're just like, why is this getting a TV show? Like, that, like, okay, that I could see it, but it's like, why make a TV show of that? I, well, that is a good question, though, for Scream. Because that's true, been one of the more true. popular shows that I've noticed. I've not, of course, watched it. I've yeah. watched Russ the first has. The first two seasons... I will say the first one was kind of, you know, off topic of actual movie. But when the second season started, they actually brought in, like... Uh, Different kind of things. Yeah, like, they brought up, like... They actually brought up Cindy Campbell in the second season. But you never actually see her See, my, the my issue with doing, like, the Scream show... Like, I haven't watched it, but my issue with something like that is, like... Okay, we're taking something, like, 
it almost like it misses the point. Like, we're just going to take this and go with it. But it's like, the whole point of Scream was like, wow, the horror movie genre is getting out of yeah. out of hand. So we're going to make Scream, you know, plus, Wes Craven was like, Scream is like a parody of themselves. Uh, plus, the new Scream that's coming out next year, Ready or Not director, is part of it. Plus, Scott Craven, Wes Craven's son is part of it. And they're bringing back Neve Campbell, David Arquette. Courtney Cox and a whole bunch of people for it, so I, I'm kind of looking forward just, to it. Just because you're the son of the director does not mean you're talented. Yeah. Oh, what? What was that? Uh, Happy Time Murders? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let, let's talk about a different type of horror. Oh. Uh, but okay. But because we kind of went off a little bit there, uh, does anybody here have a certain topic they want to bring up? I think Damon, you thought of one that you wanted to kind of talk about. Well, I mean, I'm not necessarily like. It was, you know, it's this open discussion that, yeah. um, I mean, it's really... You told me one question that you proposed. Did I? Yeah. I guess I'll just... I guess I'll just do... I guess I'll just do then. Who is your standard horror icon that is at the top for you? I think I already know everybody's answer, but let's get it out. Uh, so, Nick... <laughs> Who's your top favorite horror icon, even though I know the answer? I was going to say, uh, for me, it's Jason Voorhees. Um, the quintessential man who turned around, in my opinion, slasher movies for everybody. Um, he uh, wields a machete and has the most kills in horror history. So, I mean, I'll leave it to discussion, but I, I'll pass it on to Russ for his. Because we don't know his. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, everybody knows my favorite horror movie icon and my mentor is Michael Myers. <laughs> Your mentor? Mentor! Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you actually <laughs> learn a lot from Michael. You're like, 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 sick! Like, You're <laughs> a sick man, Russell! Hey, I think about stuff, okay? He Me and David think about <laughs> stuff. <laughs> anyway. He's at you, Dan, when he said that. Yeah. This is, this is his, gonna this is, get what? to... After what? the show, I mean, I'm trying to hey, say, hey, say hey, this for another show, please. <laughs> Ian forgot to say over eighteen. Eighteen <laughs> plus. Yeah. Uh, continue, Russ, please. Uh, but no, like, like I said, my very first horror movie was '78 Halloween. Ever since then, Michael's been my dude, just because how he does his killing. Like, he doesn't do it like, like Jason and Freddy or Leatherface. He actually does it. In silence and in the shadows. That's what I like about him. And he can pop up out of nowhere, just pick you up by chokeslamming you, stabbing your stabbing his knife through you, let you hang there and die. That's what I like about him. Mr. Gobbler. Um. Well. Though again, I, we feel like we know the answer. <laughs> I have a two-part answer. Well, you changed okay. it last time. My my favorite horror icon uh, is Leatherface. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. You know, there's, there's something, like, again, about someone, like, very realistic, you know, in such a, that situation with the whole cannibalism and everything, like, it's it's violent. Like, it's, it's a type of violence that is, like, you know, it's it's just at a level that's just so dark for me. But mm-hmm. I'd have to say a quintessential one that, you know, I think gets left out a lot mm-hmm. is Ghostface. Because mm-hmm. Ghostface... These guys, uh, you know, Freddie, Michael, Jason, all like all of them, they are that one singular person. But Ghostface isn't a person. Mm-hmm. 
it's a, it's an object. Like, you know, if you look at all the Scream movies, everyone has a different villain. You know, in the beginning it was Stu and uh, uh, Matthew Lillard's character. And, Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby-Doo live action. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's every, everyone is different. Like, and it, that, that's, there's something, like, dark about that because, like, you never know. Because, you know, then, like, they started teasing her in, like, the second movie about mm-hmm. her. They bring her on the mask and be like, oh, like, you know, try to get up in her face and stuff. And that's, it's just something, there's something really messed up about, like, the whole idea of that. Yeah. Especially having it where it's like, okay, we sell these costumes of a killer that was killing people. Like, so that whole universe. And then they were getting their own movie series. Stab. So that, that it's just like the whole, the whole icon thing is just, I don't know, it's just crazy. Yeah, th- this is actually kind of difficult for me because, again, I, I'm the one out of all of us that didn't grow up with horror movies. I, I didn't get exposed really to that much, and I really wasn't into them. Uh, but as I have grown, now you guys can see on here on the shelf, I have become a big fan of them, and yeah. I've found respect <laughs> for them. But I, I always just think back to, like, ones that I can connect with in some way. Yeah. It's really hard for me to connect, really, with Leatherface at all, or the Scream Mask, uh, Michael. It's, it's, it's more of a, I love the first movie so much, that that's why he's iconic for me. Yeah. Jason is kind of one of those where it's like, the first part of it, I'm just, it okay, but as it went along, and especially at Jason Kill Lives, which is my favorite, that's like, pinnacle Jason to me. The one that is in the horror themes that I connect with most was Carrie. I was actually about to say that, yeah. Because I grew up with bullying, and I wanted to kind of fight back, but I didn't have really the power and stuff for that. And thank you, Mr. Stephen King, who made it possible to basically be a mutant in high school. And watching that film also, it's a fantastic film. It's one of the best, in my opinion, for Stephen King adaptations. We're going to ignore the sequels after that. And the oh, reboots. Wait, wait, wait. There's sequels? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they are going to say you loved it. I was a little scared, man. But that's the one that I feel like I've connected with personally the most. If I had to choose connection, I would probably have to choose Jack from The Shining. <laughs> I, 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 still I, I have no little, problem. I still don't see you in anybody, in anybody else but Leatherface. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he sent me a thing yesterday and I... I will never forget it. It was he'd be the one that would be protected from the coronavirus because he wears somebody else's yep. face. <laughs> so, so True. I mean, so I mean, with that and said again, as, as another review, does Russ Nick? Do you want to bring up any kind of topics to talk about? How do you guys feel about the next two films of Halloween? Terrified. Uh, Absolutely terrified. That. That could lean into one question that I was thinking of, which is, like, what film, like, in the horror theme disappointed you the most? Because that Halloween is up there for me, that that disappointed me tremendously. What disappointed me was the 2010 remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. I walked out within 45 <laughs> minutes of the movie, got my money back. I, I, I could not take it. I brought that, I would bring up most of the remakes lately, yeah. because obviously... Friday the 13th and it was terrible I especially don't want to say it like the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake really wasn't 
It's not too bad. It's just that it, okay. it's, it's not as good as the original. But if no. you're comparing it to this, let's lay out the three. Comparing it to the remakes, absolutely. Yeah, let's yeah. lay it out to the remakes. Uh, Halloween, which we can consider at that time, that would have been the Rob Zombie Halloween. Yes. And then that would have been the Friday the Thirteenth remake, and then the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. So if you're comparing it to those three, I'd have to say that's. I mean, I may be a well, little biased, but I'd have to say that's probably of, one of the better. Of those three. I personally could watch the Rob Zombie one more. Yeah, I at least appreciate that it's a different style. Uh, that's, that's a fair point. More, more gore and more violent. Like he brought out the violence of Michael Rob did in those movies. Like in his second Rob Zombie, well, Halloween. Second like, one's where it got off track for me. Yeah, but where he took the dude, fucking slammed him down at the dumpster, he started curve stopping the dude's head in. That shit was violent. That was from probably, Michael. I guess, not a fair comparison because you're right it is a different style whereas the other ones are supposed to be like actual adaption well that one technically the friday the 13th is adaption of the second one no it's a combination of the first yeah second and third yeah because he gets the hockey mask (laughs) he doesn't have the hockey mask in the second one and the the friday the 13th one like the thing is they got i mean not friday the 13th but nightmare on elm street thing is they got a fantastic actor to play freddy but the problem is jason they could have actually done something more on Friday the 13th because Jason you don't really see his face in a sense until the oh, yeah, you later ones yeah. yeah so but you can you can put makeup and prosthetics on to make that whereas Freddy the thing that made Robert England so good was you know the look like that that was one of the I mean one he is Freddy like that is the quintessential yeah. Freddy well he was scarred up as hell but yeah. you could still tell it was Robert Eggman yeah whereas, but, it, but, it, but it was his personality that came out yeah, yeah. it has made one, him iconic he Plus, tried to be too and, dark and well no no. see but here's the thing I actually can have a little bit of appreciation for Jackie or Haley in that because he just stayed dark and creepy he didn't yeah. try to be like Robert England yeah it's just everything else around him is terrible <laughs> Well, the, the reason why I brought, you know, and a good reason why I brought up, like, the Texas Chainsaw Mask remake was, like, the the people they got to bring it out, like, they did quite a good job. And, like, the only thing that they changed big for me was the mask. Mm-hmm. They made a completely different mask. But that's, you know. Funny enough, the same director that did that also did the Friday the 13th remake. Yeah? Yep. yep. Michael well, uh, they brought No, in. no. <laughs> he was producer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> director was different. They they did bring in um, oh my god a Arlie Ermey as the sheriff. Oh yeah, guy from a uh, full, full yeah. yeah. He actually was really good in that. Like he was very intense and, and violent. Badass. Like yeah, he was really good in that. Yeah, but when I go back and I rewatch those, I find that guy way creepier. <laughs> Which one? From the original Texas, who ends oh, up yeah. being the dad. Yeah, no, those... Yeah, things, he's way that, creepier. That, well, the movie overall was better. Like, that was a... The original Fantastic... You know, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is fantastic. Like, it's, it's the, really dark. The only watch. thing that the remake I can give over that is you get to see a lot of Jessica Biel. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I don't mind true. that. It's true. Plus, um, in that tank top, you know? And how many butt up, shots? I was going to bring up the Dario, but, you know... Well, from yeah, that, true. from 3D, yes. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, I don't know, uh, how have you guys been feeling so far? Like, because you obviously have the ones that you're close to, that you grew up with. How have, ha, has anything changed for you? Like, 
about them growing up. Like, you feel differently about them. You feel more positive. You feel more negative. I don't know. Again, I'm kind of going into these more nowadays, close to my age now, so I can't really say that. Well, when, when newer ones come out, like, not necessarily sequels of stuff, but, like, I, I look through a more skeptical lens. Mm-hmm. Like, I've noticed on just films in general, but, you know, I'll go into a horror film and, like, honestly, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, I probably would have liked The Nun. <laughs> and... <laughs> Nowadays, hey, you have to admit we still kind of had a good time. We had a good yeah, time. I would have actually liked the movie probably. I would have been like, "This movie's pretty cool," but you know, that was me twelve years old. Like, but nowadays, like, I really can go into a film and be like, "Wow, that was absolutely ridiculously stupid." Mm-hmm. Which is kind of my mentality for a long time for about horror. That's why I stay, didn't really get into it. Uh, Russ, how have you felt about? Uh, you know, it's look, like, look, looking back and if you feel differently about certain ones. I'm honestly like a roller coaster, like 50-50 on some of them. Like, some remakes, you know, could do better, but others, you know, are just flops, don't do shit for anyone. Not even horror movie fans in general. Like, if you're, like, for instance, just saying you never watch a Halloween movie before and I took you to go see 2018... For the first time. Which is you, technically a sequel. And you're like, well, what the hell is this you yeah. know, going on, you know? Who's this guy Michael in this asylum that I'm supposed to know? Yeah. And so, it's like, uh, for example, one of the girls I used to work with, she uh, she never watched a horror movie in her whole entire life, but I let her borrow Halloween. I was like, you have to start with a slasher to actually get into it. And she came back to me. She watched it when I let her borrow it. And she's like, dude, that shit was creepy. Like, that was my first horror movie. I was like, it gets to you, but there again, you have enjoyment out of watching horror movies every now and then. I'll tell you one that I've grown to really appreciate that I watched it first when I was really young, like I was a kid when I watched it. And I was like, this, this is you saying it to us, Damon. I'm just going to put that out there. The youngest out of all of us. Fair enough. Uh, but one that I watched when I was young actually you know you guys were young when it came out so that's fair um, which is The Blair Witch Project oh okay uh, <laughs> I was even a horror fan and I was completely skeptic <laughs> on that when I, when I first watched it I didn't necessarily like it no but when I like watched it when I was a little older and I was a little more skeptical like it's for what it did at the time period it's a brilliant movie yeah, I think that is one of the first found footage films. Well, I would say that of all the horror movies, maybe it had the best campaign. And not only that, like, I mean, it's, for again, for, like, it's just a couple people. Mm-hmm. So the budget they had was, like, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's it, literally it, almost like a college project. And, like, I, th- I honestly thought it was, well, you know, well done. Well, the advertising is probably better than any movie of all time yeah, because true. that is ridiculous. Like this was when the internet was small, so like they put all this stuff out, and people were like, "Yeah, this is real, hundred percent." Like they were dead set on like, "Yeah, this is real," and, and and yet I was the one sitting there going, "No, this is not real, you dumbasses." Yeah, and it's to, to, for me like watching it again, like you know, a pretty, yeah. If, I mean, if you look at it from like a lens from like right now, it's like. Okay, they have people are stupid. Like they fell for this, but like back when it came out, well, 
that again, that that film comes with some different standards on that. I'm just talking about like if there's ones that have changed of your perception. Like that Blair Witch, it has like the feeling of that affected that time. If it doesn't affect you now, that's understandable. Well, but I also I feel like you look at it and you're like easily you could say it doesn't affect you. Well, there's still scenes in it that I'm like, when I watch it, like it's still like the the ending scene. Mm-hmm. Always like I even I I don't know if it's necessarily like me being scared of it because. Yeah. Like, I don't really get scared from movies nowadays, but watching it, like, I still want to turn away at the end, because I know, I know it's going to happen. I know there's nothing there, but, like, so many times as watching as a child, I guess has scarred me to the point where, like, I just want to look no, away. No, you scarred? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Nick? I kind of have a two-parter. I'm going to start with uh, probably how much of a fan I used to be of Michael Myers, and hmm. I think they have completely taken away a lot of his character. For example, I'm going to, talk, I'm going to bring up your 2018 Halloween. Uh, when, funny enough, this is going to be full of spoilers. <laughs> when, part with the baby. Yep. Michael is a yes. ruthless killer. He doesn't give two shits about who he's killing. Whenever, Thank wherever. You, Nick. I'm just no, telling we, you. We all have come around to this. He, you know, and I'm not saying this the is... the theater. <laughs> but it's just over time. And, you know, the first Halloween is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. None of us can dispute that. Um, but I think just over time, they have killed... And I, I mean, I wouldn't say killed his character. Oh, no pun intended. But <laughs> I just think they've, they've dumbed it down in a way that doesn't make him as ruthless. And I, I think what they did was they tried to make it more palatable and more sellable. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing. Why have that scene then in general? Exactly. Well, like, I think that. it's because it's more of like the tenseness of like, is he gonna do it? Is he gonna yeah. do it? Like everyone on the edge of their seat, well, and it's like, well, and I want him to do it. Yeah, and like, and here's another example for that is I actually then decided to watch Jason Lives last night for Friday the Thirteenth because, like I said, it's my favorite. He's in that cabin with the with the kids, but he doesn't do anything, and I'm like. You know why? Because you can make the argument it was not the kids that killed him. It was the counselors. So why would he feel like he needs to kill them? That makes sense. Whereas Michael... It didn't make sense. You know, being a pure pure evil. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care. That's the least of his worries. I mean, earlier in the movie, he beats a kid to death. So that's That's why the baby is... Should be nothing. That should have but, been just. But we both know we were. We said this when we watched it. We were like, "Oh, if they killed that baby, if, if everybody would have walked a out." Bunch of people would have walked out because would've. that's just. Well, that's just the reaction of the people. People would have been like, like even people in the group at the time. We were like, they were like, "Yeah, would have walked out." And it's like, no, that's the whole point of like Halloween. Like, is he is extremely ruthless? Like he doesn't. There's just not a veil over his eyes. Yeah. Like, well, that's a baby. Like. And I believe in, like, some of the original stuff, like, the baby, like, there was an issue with, like, he was trying to kill, like, his young sister. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, this has nothing, this doesn't affect anything. <laughs> but, like, honestly, what they should have done, if they were really wanting to be like, we're going to make a true Michael movie, they, he would have walked out, but then you see an arm grabbing and, like, thing and there's, like, slamming it against the wall or something. Dude, that would be perfect. That, that would have been, they could have been like, okay, like, he doesn't mess around. But, again... Mm-hmm. They wouldn't do something like that, especially nowadays, because the backlash of it would have been. It's like, but the problem is when you're making well, a horror movie, 
you can't just like tone it down just to appease well, people. And, well, but here, and then here's the other thing though, because that's also a studio movie. Yes. It's from Blumhouse. It's from you know Universal. Whoever, yeah, Universal. That's why these smaller independent people are ballsy and will do stuff that is like fueling like paying that. off and extremely. Like I brought it up one time before and I still have to try to get it because I'm just like Damon you have to see this because it might challenge you a little bit and that's the Nightingale. It has some of the most disturbing things I've seen. And that's that's why like I, I search for that kind of stuff because you know I, I, I love like I love genuine horror like I, I love it when it's Intense, like the intensity. Like I don't want to watch something that's like, okay, you can kind of see things coming. Like, but by, by the way, also directed by the same woman that did Babadook. No, which see, is one of your again, another another point. Bringing yeah. up, we could bring in Babadook again. Yeah. That's another one that like again, people didn't like it. Yeah, because they, didn't they like it because they were like, what is this? This is stupid. There's no monster. Like because that's not the point of the horror. Like that's not the point of the film. Yeah. And people. Well, That's because because they have to make the decision, like as the filmmakers, do I spoon feed this true. Yeah, to and, the people, or do I try to make it more? You think about it, and, and some people are not willing to take that. That's risk. why we need to bring up in our discussion right now, Jordan Hill. Yes, yes, <laughs> the new voice yes. of the generation. Yes, Candyman coming out. That's going to be my thing to bring up. Yeah. You said you asked things to bring up. I was going to bring up yeah, Jordan Hill because I loved the stuff he's done. Us. And, um, get out! Get out! He's a genius. They make you think, like they. But he, he does it to a level where people can get excited about it because there is enough like scary kind of intenseness in it. Mm-hmm. But he also like if you really watch it again, you're like, oh my god! Like there's weird stuff in here that I'm missing. Yeah. And us especially, like us was like, you know, that was that was messed up. That was a messed up film. Oh like, yeah. And the ending is just like. Out of nowhere, like, yeah, I, I didn't expect that to happen. I was like, okay, this is weird. And, yeah, he, he is killing it right now. Well, uh, well, Get Out was, like, the first, like, big horror film that started the awards talk again, too. Whereas true. before that, we have to go all the way back to Silence of the Lambs, really. Yes. That did sweep the Oscars, which was... But then, which was a big thing because it was technically in a horror genre, but then people were like, that's not really horror, it's a thriller. Yeah, you can make that argument, but he still then bites off the nose yeah. of a guy and splits him open, puts him on the freaking ceiling of the cage. Well, from how's that not horror? <laughs> you can definitely see like there's a t- you know if we look at that like silent when did Silence of the Lambs come out? Uh, eight, early eighties. I think in eighties. Yeah, I think eighties. Eighty eighty five, I believe, somewhere in there. Like you know, there was at some point like oh, we started getting the early two thousands. Where like horror was, was still, <laughs> horror was still starting to get you know things, but like there was a section of time where it was just garbage coming out, nothing good. It was all just repetitive crap. Yeah. Like, and that's for most movies. Like, that's the there's like was like a span of like ten, like not even ten years, like probably six or seven, where it was just like, what what is coming out? Like, I, I distinctly I'd say in the early two thousand. That's when that was happening. Like when horror like. Kind of was like lost. It was just like, well, we're gonna make just a bunch of like. That was when the remakes were starting to come out, like every other year, and yeah, it was just. I re- like I remember that there was only like a handful of good movies, but now it's starting to come back, and people are starting to get back into the feeling of horror. Mm. Um, 
The first remake was Texas Chainsaw, yes. right? That started it all with uh, remakes, right? Yeah. For horror? Well, that that's always a debate about what was a remake or not. It could have been something from a different country, or yeah, and we didn't know about it. But at least that, for the, U.S. At, at, yeah, as yeah. far as U.S. and like the big names, I think that was yeah. Because like, uh, I want to say Nightmare was. didn't come out to like what twenty twelve, twenty ten. Because I was a senior high school, and, then and I just right left in, high school. <laughs> so yeah, that would have been because that was like two thousand eight or two thousand nine ish, if I'm not mistaken. Was when because I think Friday Thirteenth came out in oh nine or ten. It I was still in high school. I remember when oh eight or oh nine is when the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake yeah. came out. Like, which like, which would make sense if it was the same director. Yeah, he just go eight oh nine two thousand ten. Look at that. Yeah. Um, well, like how you were kind of mentioning, like, the stretch, yeah. like, how long it was, um, the other thing about this genre that doesn't, I think, get talked a lot about is with the fact of how many we see, like, Nick, you're a prime example, you can tell us, how many horror movies did you see at the beginning of this year, and not, and all of them bad? Yeah, I was gonna say, did I get anything out of them? Fantasy Island... Uh, it looks so bad. I, I'm glad I didn't watch that. Uh, I haven't seen it either. It was uh, also Gretel. Or Gretel and Hansel. Oh, yeah, Gretel and Hansel. Um, well, but... The Turning, which was the worst. But as far as, like, the first two months of the year, the span of horror-themed mm-hmm. compared to the other ones... Yeah. It's, like, massive, isn't it? Yeah, because that, they're just trying to get it all into the first two months, and it's... You know, speaking of that, like, we can get back to this in just one second, but... Yeah. Since there's that whole state of emergency, I know we didn't want to talk about yeah. this, but it's going to affect something. A Quiet Place Part 2. Yeah. They say yeah. stay away Delayed. from theaters. Oh, I was going to bring that up, too. A Quiet Place Part 2 and Antlers, which were two my most way of the year, of course, getting delayed, because... Oh, know. they're getting delayed? Yes. Yeah, okay. because I wasn't... This. I hadn't heard anything about it. I yep. was like, I'm, how's I, that going to work I'm out? I'm, like, waiting for, like, the, the, if, when they finally get released, like, the whole half of the next year is just filled with films, and we're going to be like, what are we doing? Yeah. I guess I'm not necessarily angry at that. <laughs> Six or seven no, that, every week. No, no, that's the thing. It's like, I'm not angry that these are coming out, but I don't know how I have the time to see them. <laughs> yeah. I guess um, you're just going to have to pick what you, what you want most. Yeah. But, but, like, kind of going back to that is, uh, one thing that doesn't get talked about really is the span of how many we see of horror films uh, is because of how cheap and that they are to make usually. Yeah. Especially Blumhouse is like killing it when yeah, it comes yeah, yeah. to like low budget and then high reward. Yeah. And because there's a built in audience for this, they usually always make their money back. Was that no one matter that came out last what year? the quality. I believe it was Blumhouse. Truth Black Christmas. Hmm? Black, Black Christmas. God. The only time he got to talk about it was, it was on his worst list. Was that was that a Blumhouse film? Yes, it yes. was. Um, Me and Nick had to stay in the theater for two hours for it. <laughs> what? Well, it's including about the previews. Yeah. It's about one of those. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you know, even if, if it wasn't, it probably felt like that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> see, the thing with that is, I'm like, I'll see a film, like I'll see the commercial for it, and I'm like, it's kind of exciting. I'm okay with it. Like, it's because it kind of was like. When I, I saw the commercial for it, I was like, I was getting vibes. I can't think of the movie, but I was like, this could be okay. It can't be awful. And then, like, you guys came back and you like, it was awful. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad I didn't see it. <laughs> um, 
Well, for like that example, that's another thing of the trailer just gave everything away. Yeah. So what's the point in seeing yeah, it yeah. then? And based on what I've heard from you guys and from reviewers and critics, basically it was just a big message thing for me too, without trying to be a good movie. Mm. They put they put which is fine to have a message in the film. But make it a good movie first. Although, I, I don't necessarily like films that maybe slap it in your face too much. Like, no. it's like There's really subtle ways to bring up points like that that are very important. You know, the whole Me Too thing, but uh, certain parts is very important. But which, which, funny enough, how we're talking about with horror with this, because horror has always been said like that it demeans like some women in them and stuff. Uh, go back to the original Halloween, the yep. original Friday the 13th, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the main lead that fights back in them is a female. Yeah, no, so, Halloween is the best example of that, yeah. I would say. The Jamie Lee Curtis is crazy. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is fantastic. And, you know, that's why, like, that was my only, that was probably my favorite part in the 2018. The new, the new one. Is, that, that actually is my favorite part of it, because... Jamie Lee Curtis is so good at what she and she's, gets. she's coming back and th- that's the aspect of it that I like is that it's like the dynamic battle of like her waiting because in a situation like that I could see something like that happening you know her getting attacked and like her like going crazy over it like it, it breaks her down mm-hmm. and, has a, and so she's like constantly the weird part with that though like is the fact that she has the child, like, if they would have took out the whole child aspect, which I guess may have knocked the film on its feet, basically, but, like... If, Are you talking about the baby? Huh? Are you talking about the baby? In the or, new one? In the new one. No, I'm talking about the, her daughter, her actual daughter. Oh, Jamie Lloyd. Uh, yeah, like, if, if she wouldn't have had any kids and been, like, still in the whole cabin situation... Oh, so, so what you're saying is she didn't have any kids. Yeah, because... she was just by herself. Crazy, yeah. yeah. If she would have went crazy, that would have made more sense. It's like, okay, so she's, she became a hermit after that. It was like, I'm going to prepare. That would have been a better movie, in my opinion, because when you bring a kid, it's like, okay, what, did she just go crazy recently? <laughs> or, like, <laughs> did she just stop for a little bit and was like, okay, like, I'm going to have a kid now. Funny enough, if they kind of leaned more into that of her going insane, which... I have heard that there was a theory going around with that is she's the reason why the bus crashes. Like, because she sees him get on the bus, goes away, and she's, like, kind of drinking something. Uh, and then she's, like, in a panic at the restaurants think, later. Plus, like, uh, oh, what did she, I do? Plus, she did have a gun in her truck, too, while she was drinking and watching the bus, driving away, like you said, Ian. Yeah. What got me thinking when I first saw it that Thursday night, uh, for the Thursday night premiere, I was like, what if Laurie Stroh was the one that crashed in into or shot a wheel out with that gun and made Michael get out so she can actually do something about it? Because she wanted to be the one to end it. Yeah. She wanted to make sure. Do you have anything to say? Um, as far as... Uh, Just... Yeah, this broad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I wanted to continue a little bit more on the Jordan Peele thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, what he has done, I mean, his whole career, basically, but from going to a certain genre, which he was known for, to coming into horror, is just, first of all, it's unbelievable. And uh, the stuff that he's done just for the few projects he's done with horror, awesome. which... 
meaning, you know, you've got us get out. He did uh, the first, well, I think he's doing more seasons, but he did the first season of The Twilight Zone, which is fantastic. Yeah, I heard good things. Yes. And, I mean, he's got, he's produced Candyman, which is coming up hopefully yeah. this year, <laughs> which I don't know if that's getting postponed or not, but... Yeah, I just think it's absolutely unreal what he's done, and he's actually catapulted a lot of people's careers in these horror movies, and I love it. And we can bring up another comedian that turned to horror, John Kalinske. Well, well technically, he, he, I don't know if it's he, horror. He, he has one so far, so I'm going to say that's an excellent one. We just haven't seen the second yeah. one. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm hoping part two is just as good. That's very well shot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I am, however, just going to say we're just going to take... A small break, just to kind of collect ourselves and maybe our thoughts about what we could do for a next part about this. But also, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Anchor. And we're back. Uh, So, again, just a free-form discussion. So, anybody want to bring up a certain topic that we want to maybe mention on here so that we get it out? He seems to be scheming over there, so you go ahead, bud. Well, we'll start with the question that we were, you know, discussing. And that is underrated. Underrated. Yeah. And there's there's a good handful of movies that I can think that are just completely underrated. Especially in the horror genre. Like, there's some that, like, one that, again, we just talked about. The Babadook. Yeah. Babadook, yes. It's very good. Fantastic film. And completely underrated. And still, like, even when I bring it up in some discussions, they're like, what? Like, and I'm like, no. Another one that... that... That's when I turn into, like, Mr. Potato Head, and I go, you uncultured swine. <laughs> <laughs> one that came out, I mean, a long time ago. Uh, actually, I have two more, actually. One of them that we have discussed, Oculus. Oculus. Mm. And it's awesome. a WWE film. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. It's, it's a really good film. And it's completely... And then another one that actually I watched, again, when I was really young, came out, like, 2001, I want to say, is The Faculty. Oh, yeah. Josh uh, Harnett is yes. in it. And, uh, so is Elijah Wood. So is Elijah Wood. Yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was an alien movie. That, yeah. Like, that was messed up. Really trippy. And like I watched it as a kid and like I, I didn't really like it, but that can bring back to the question we pro- proposed earlier. John Stewart also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, that can bring back to that question that we talked about of movies that we watched when we were younger that we didn't like, that kind mm-hmm. of appreciate it now, and that's one of them. Um, Oculus also is the was the launching pad for one of my now favorite horror directors, Mike Flanagan. Yeah. It's crazy cool. that it was a WWE film. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's um, kind of funny. <laughs> Russ, uh, I had a I have a whole handful of underrated and B horror movies, but the ones that stick out to me personally is Thirteen Ghosts with Matthew Leonard and Ghost Ship. It also has uh, what's her name from. Uh, Jane Elizabeth, thirteen. Ghost I don't know if they like for Ghost Ship. Like, I mean, I liked That's, it. That but soundtrack was one of the best ever. Yeah, but under I can definitely agree with Thirteen Ghosts because that was like that definitely that. did its own thing. Yeah, well, it was okay. Like, I mean, that was an interesting just topic in general. Like, I mean, even if the movie, like overall, the movie was okay shot, like thing, but like. It was really well done, like, with, like, the whole, like, the story within it. Yeah. Like, like, I dig the whole idea with all the ghosts and, like, you know, what was happening with all that. Like, that was... And Matthew Lillard did a really good job, so... I I don't recall if I've seen 13 Ghosts, so I can't really say... 
Ghost Ship, I know for a fact I've not seen. I've only ever seen the part that you showed me where it had, I believe, Mudvayne. Yep. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, hey, that's cool. Well, well there's a... There's not falling. Not falling. She, you need to see the scene with the, the wire. That was like the yeah, beginning. Yeah, the beginning. The beginning scene. And basically, it's just... There's like a, a big wire on the ship, which the, the, the geometry of it just makes no sense. <laughs> but like... Basically, it's just like a wire that's like tight and like it breaks mm-hmm. and it basically cuts everybody in half. But a little <laughs> girl, for some reason, even though she's clearly she's, above she's, the waist of a lot of these people, yeah, she does the thing. So I, I don't know what they were going with with that, but like the scene's cool to watch because like you just see everybody stop and kind of like it's not moving, and then people just like bodies start sliding. It's, it's one of those like really gory scenes that you're like, okay, it's kind of. Cool. I, I feel like though that's gonna be something like the, the physical aspect that I'm just gonna be like, that was stupid. <laughs> yeah, to me, that was probably one of the better scenes. Like, Ghost Ship's not about. I, I have watched it. Like, it's one of those early two thousand films that. That, that that's right there. That's what would scare me. Just knowing it's an <laughs> early two thousand <laughs> film, I'm already scared. It kind of came around the time of like the first Final Destination, which. You know, bringing that into topic, the first Final Destination was actually pretty solid. Like, again, not personally watched them, so I can't say. Uh, the first one specifically. It was, it was awesome. Some parts were awesome. Like the. The only thing I the only thing I remember is that basically Candyman is death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tony Todd is actually death. Yeah, he is the. Uh, he does cremations. Yeah. And they go to him and talk to him. What, what should we do? Like, it's just like the weird guy in the funeral home, and they're just like, <laughs> so, uh, any ideas? And he's just like, hey, come to me, I'm a mortician, like, it's like, I'm here to burn the guys, like, I don't know why you have all this sound advice. I would say, like, of, like, B-movie, and I'm going way more, like, with a B-movie. Yeah. I would say, actually, probably my, two of my top favorites are Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Oh my gosh, that is just entertainment gold, and I actually appreciate because that has like actual costumes and sets. But another one that I've come across that I finally watched that is actually also towards the top of my favorite Stephen King adaptations is Creep Show. Yeah, that has yes. B movie vibe all over it because it's just a bunch of shorts, which again people I think need to kind of bring that back like they should have done for. Uh, Stories to Tell in the Dark. That would have been really good for that. Another, a good situation. Actually, a good movie that... I, I don't know if you guys... I don't know your opinions on it, but one that I liked from when I was younger was Tales from the Hood. Yeah, that's a, a, a cult classic. Yeah. yeah. I never saw it. Yeah, that's another B. Uh, one that we've actually discussed and done a Rotten Eggs over. Troll 2. Troll 2. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Long talks there already, so I think we everybody already knows how our feelings. Yeah, we've we already discussed it, but that's another kind of be you know. Yeah. Uh, if it, I'm trying to think back, some of the films I've seen that are which, like, which by the way, just you remi- saying that reminds me of like one that I've kind of queued for a future on egg, and this is all I'm going to tell you, and I'll tell you when I'm popping it, popping the movie in. Same director of Troll Two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Nick, you've been kind of quiet. I've got a couple. Um, the first one that comes to mind that I think is underappreciated is The Descent. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing this 
and you know the trailers were crazy but it was like the first movie I thought because it was six women going into a cave and then yes and then basically most of the horror came from being enclosed in tight spaces you know Mm -hmm. if you're claustrophobic this movie would kill you and I thought the shots were crazy in it and the stuff that they had to do to get the shots I just thought it was you know way underappreciated and it's being talked more about today from people just because it's uh Surprisingly, people don't know there's a sequel. Uh, well. See, a, a, a B movie, I would consider probably a B ish movie that kind of uh, freaked me out always is uh, Dead Silence. Ooh, okay. I remember okay. it, but I never saw it. With the puppet? Yeah. Isn't with that with Ken Bacon? Uh, no, Mark, uh, Mark Wahlberg is in it. Mark Wahlberg? Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's, it's about oh, when it, it when it comes to horror B movies with him, I just want to think of the happening. <laughs> it's a it's a ventriloquist puppet basically. It's about this lady that has like all these puppets and like it's it's so gets me every time because I don't like puppets. Like, <laughs> and it's, it's literally all these ventriloquists. So dummies. Annabelle must freak you out. Thanks, Annabelle doesn't because she is made to look scary. <laughs> oh, I get it. I'm talking about ones that actually are like, haha, like you know, like what happened? Like no. Chucky. Yeah, the, yeah, original Chucky. The original Child's Play. Before they did, like, with the stuff with, like, the I'm talking about the original Child's Play. Yeah, that was freaky. Whereas, like, when they made him with the scars, it wasn't, it didn't get me as bad. I was just like, okay, this is or, Chucky. Or a robot, full-fledged. Like, yeah. Never watched it, thankfully. Yeah, I mean, funny, funny enough, <laughs> bought my ticket, but didn't know we were going to a different one, so. <laughs> now, did you guys watch The Collector? Yes. I did not. That is awesome. I feel like it was a long time ago. Yeah, that one was, uh. Pretty solid one. I'm not sure. Uh, I had a couple more. Uh, Sinister, I remember that. Sinister, well. oh, yes. Okay. The, Sinister. the first one, but the not the one. second one. Oh, the original. Yeah, the first one effed with me a lot. The Sinister, the Sinister, that was a good a good idea. Like, that was, you know, the whole, like, the guy moves in and he finds all these tapes and it's just like, which, although, like, I feel like the tape has been, you know, it's kind of been worn out, the whole tape. Yeah. Idea. But they did something new and they did it with, like, the reels and, like, yeah. So they made it a little bit. I remember getting out of the movie and I felt like I actually saw his face in the woods and I'm like, oh my God, so that means you know it had some kind of effect on me. Um, another one, um, The Strangers. Oh, yes. okay. That, that movie was, scared the shit out of me. Yeah, that was weird. And only because at the time of watching it, I watched it by myself in the dark and we lived in kind of a place that was kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So... It was like... Green County? Yeah. And it was like, okay, this is weird. Like, this is just so odd seeing a film like this because you're like, anytime, you know, you never know when someone could just come in your house mm-hmm. and be like, hey. And one mo- part in that movie that actually always gets me is when he shoots his brother. Yeah. Like, comes to check on him because they think it's one of the people. And uh, the other scene that really gets me is when... Uh, well, I guess this two-part scene where she comes and knocks on the door and asks for somebody. And she's like, I, I think you have the wrong house. She's like, are you sure? Like, she knows he's in there. Mm-hmm. And then later on when you see the guy just step out of the shadows, it's like blurry in the background. You see someone kind of come in and just stand there and just stare at her. Yeah. And then, like, she hears the door shut. And you're like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> like, and so that, yeah, that was a, I mean... Another one that's developed quite a following is Trick or Treat. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, awesome. It's pretty dang good, man. I was shocked. That was another, uh, although it was a connected story, it was kind of, 
all over the place. The, it was it was shorts that had a connecting thread. Yeah, that that um, kind of was. And, and interesting. I I'm admitting that I'm borrowing this from somebody who described it, but he described it as Halloween porn. Fair before enough. before Halloween became yeah. porn, uh, because literally in every scene there's some kind of Halloween thing in there, like whether it's a pumpkin, a costume. Yes. Well, or I something. think the weirdest. In, fa- in fact, he proclaimed that this actually should have been Halloween. Halloween is barely actually in the film Halloween. What? Let me ask you this. So, have we all seen Trick or Treat? Yes. yes. What of the side stories fucks with you the most? Because for Miss, me, misses with me. Yeah, for me, it's the guy that's like, yeah, you gotta keep the tradition, carve the pumpkins, and then he like kills the fat kid. And yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like <laughs> what the hey, fuck? damn it! <laughs> that's why he doesn't like it. I don't like that shit. <laughs> I love that fat kid. This is uh, Brett Kelly. Yeah, Brett. yeah. From Bad Santa. And the thing <laughs> is, like, he's. Like, it's so inconspicuous, and, like, it's just, like, this is, like, shows you of not keeping up with tradition. This is what you get. But then, like, later on, that same guy gets it's, eaten. Yeah, and you're like, werewolves. Oh, God. And then you find out, like, he's, like, a rapist or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. And it's like, oh, sorry, you tried to rape the wrong person. Now you died. So there's your, there's your, that's what you get. That's your punishment there. That's... I would say that the thing that I feel like that, could come out of that film that should be like a new kind of icon is the kid oh, with Sam the, is yeah Sam the kid Sam. with the yeah because he's also the thread that follows the every story like the, how it gets connected and stuff uh, probably the other one that really gets me is the bus full of kids yeah too. like that one that's a dark story and like you find out like the bus driver just wanted to kill it was like a bunch of special needs kids yeah and he just wanted to kill them and it's like <laughs> what no the no hell? no he was told to by the parents yeah because they didn't want to yeah deal so with that's him. like that's so that's so dark and messed up like that's that's seen another one that i'm just like oh my god um any any others or any kind of other topic um, been, russ you've been kind for, of for uh for b movies staying with b movies my favorites are Killer Cons from Outer Space. I'm not sure if Damon's seen this, but I'll let you guys borrow it from me. It follows. Yeah, I've seen it. I, I personally liked it. I wouldn't consider. Other, I, I wouldn't say it's a B movie though. What it's, would you say? Well, because B movie, it's like you know, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's hokey and stuff like that. It's having fun. It follows is like a actually like made theatrical movie. Yeah. And it's shot with style. Yeah. If you if like if you thought like we graded them at ah. a B, it follows probably be a B plus just because I wish I Another cared one, about the characters more. But if we're gonna stick with B movies, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Again, <laughs> I've not gotten around to that. <laughs> so ridiculous. And there's four of them. For a while, I thought that like I had heard talks of Rob Zombie want to do a remake because like the Blob got a remake, yeah. and like the Blob remake was like. Uh, like, but that one is just is so ridiculous of an idea. <laughs> I mean, it led to Plants vs. Zombies, so... Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, like, it's just, it's just so crazy, but I, like, that's one of them that I can laugh and have a good time with. It's just it's sort of like Killer Clowns. I mean, and it borrows from this, but it has a better budget. The Evil Dead's kind of do that, too. Yes. Yeah. The, especially the afterwards. Yeah. Like, the first one was... I felt like it take a little bit, but after like two, two and all that, like it was just like okay, we're gonna go crazy with it. 
Well, the first one you get, I think, is Sam Raimi's like student film. Yeah. It was like that claymation and stuff that he like grew up loving, and because of the small budget of it, he got only those camera angles and stuff because he also was a former magician. Not to mention it turned Bruce Campbell into a freaking yeah. icon. And he was taking some of those bumps so for real because so they yeah. couldn't afford a stunt double. So it's, like when that when that shelf comes on hits him in the head, it really hits yeah. him in the head. And some people don't know this about the very first Evil Dead. Like Ian said, it was low budget, and Sam Raimi only had he was like John Carpenter for it for Halloween. They only had a budget of fifteen hundred dollars. Those two guys did and for if, their movies. If we're gonna talk about John Carpenter, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about his, probably my favorite movie by him, and that is The Thing. Just technically the a remake. The original. You gotta be specific about that. Yeah. The original. Um, <laughs> well, not, that, well, technically his was technically a remake. His remake. But there was a thing way back. Yeah, yeah, like the true. 50s. Black and white. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's just then there was then the, another thing after that. Yeah, The Thing is like, probably one of my top horror films of like all time because one can we just appreciate how good that the, the effects are in that like well it's like the good time it, it, no i think they hold up I, I i genuinely think that they he did such a good job with that um well the production people yeah like it's just it's ridiculous how good it looks like i mean when that guy's chest opens up, mm-hmm. oh yeah, and bites off the arms. Yeah, that is it's nuts. Like that's and I mean you gotta think like they were using like I think I can't remember what the mixture was, but it was just like oatmeal and shit. Like just <laughs> it's like these guys. Yes, went it out, was poop. And they, they, like these guys just went and got a bunch of shit and threw it in a barrel, served it up, and it's like do a barrel. Yeah, we got this. We're done. <laughs> like and the, I mean Halloween is great, but like if I had to choose John Carpenter, like. I would probably put that just as, this is skin above Halloween. Skin. See, that, that, that would be tough for me because the only knocks I ever give Halloween are some of the acting in it. Yeah. Um, it, it has been, I think, a year, may, maybe even longer, probably like five years since I've watched the thing. So I have to go back and rewatch it. I remember I was not too high because I hated the ending. Yeah. But then I was just like, oh wait, this is supposed to be kind of depressing. <laughs> now, I'm going to finally bring it up. The Uh-oh. film that, I, I know, I, Russell's may have seen it, but I don't know. But I know I've talked with you two about it before, and you guys have said you haven't seen it. And that is, what, probably, this is predating Blair Witch by quite a few years. This came out in the 70s. It was the first original kind of found footage. Mm-hmm. And that is Cannibal Holocaust. Great movie. Oh, so he has seen it. Great movie. Like, the the thing is, like, it looks so realistic, the director went to prison. Yeah. And then they released him after his court hearing, all the actors showed up, and I'm like, no, we're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that shit was crazy. Like, he actually did go to prison. Like, they even said all the people that was in the movie, production set people, everybody was at his court hearing, and the judge is like, Oh damn! So this ain't real, real. And the director's like, "No, it's not. Like it was just a movie I wanted to do for, for a while. Like it was a great movie. I I loved it personally. It's 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 dark, and it's has very good like you know, a person that probably you know 
helped with that was the original you were talking about, um, uh, Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I mean, Night of the Living Night Dead. Dead. Yeah. Living Dead. Yeah, so Night of the Living Dead, like, you know, there was a message within that. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of how Cannibal Holocaust is. Cannibal Holocaust is more of a look at society and how we view people from other countries. Yeah. Um, and how, like, not necessarily people from other countries, but people in, like, you know, like the rainforest that are still living in the jungle. Like, we view them as savages because they're cannibals. But in the movie, the guys are going over there and burning their huts down mm-hmm. and, like, attacking them and, like, raping the women. It's like, they're the savages? Mm-hmm. Like... We're not not us, you know, doing all the really fucked up shit to them. Yeah. So it has good political commentary. Like it's 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 a fantastic film. I know you guys haven't seen it, but if I can ever get a, find a copy of it, I'd <laughs> love to let you guys watch it because you're gonna be like, wow, this is like there's a scene with a girl on a pole, and you're like, holy okay. crap! Oh, hey, no, no, I want to see. Oh well. Last thing, I I, last thing that I saw was Jennifer Lopez. I liked it, so... Oh, man. Hustlers? <laughs> yeah. I haven't uh, watched it, but... Haven't seen I know, it. I you know. guys have talked, I think I just want to see it now. Yeah. <laughs> so, David, let's go rent it for Redbox. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, I, and I guess here's a kind of a question I can think of. That I, I'm, I know that this kind of can get thrown around and some people feel differently about it, but if... If you personally felt like to you that this film just is perfect in every way that you give it one hundred an A plus, what is that for you? Uh, oh wow! Because oh. I know that's hard. I'm leaning towards The Exorcist or Jaws. <laughs> so a movie that's a horror movie that's a hundred percent perfect, no flaws. That you can that, that you feel. I feel. It doesn't matter what the score is somewhere mm. else. It's just for you. Uh, if I and if I'm gonna have to pick between those two, I'm gonna say Jaws. Damn it. <laughs> That's my answer too. Because it's more about the humans and less about the monster and the work with. I'm gonna say the the way they made the monster look though. And the fact being that it didn't work. Being in the back in the 1975, I was like, wow. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm with you guys, Jaws, like <laughs> because. That was the dawn of shark movies right there, too, Jaws was. Then you got... You, you mean the one that everybody that tries to, to make a yeah. shark movie says, you're going to get compared to Jaws? Oh, yeah. Here's another thing, guys. 2022, the Jaws remake comes out. Oh, my gosh! Why? They've tried that three times now. It's just just for Jaws and everything else, obviously, with Sharknado. And, and, and is it Into the Blue? Uh, into the blue. Into the deep. Into the, blue. Into the deep. Into the deep. Oh. The movie was, uh, into the blue is a different movie. <laughs> oh, Samuel Jackson. What was that one? Oh, deep blue sea. I knew it was blue something. That, that yeah, that one was campy and kind of fun. Uh, I I, yeah. I think I had like a two parter. Uh, mm-hmm. One, the original I Living Dead. Okay. Okay. And the second one is The Omen. Ooh. Not that bad of a pick. I finally watched The Omen all the way through. Maybe not year. the other two, but the, the original one was really dark. Like, I mean, and, like, the but, kid was, like, actually... But, you, really but you have been telling me I should watch the next two. Yeah, like, it's really weird. Like, it, it's a weird transition. Like, you start out as, like, a little kid, then you're, like, a teenager slash, like, you know, adultish, and then the president. <laughs> you're like, okay, well, this just took a turn. 
This feels like commentary for right now. Anyway, uh, no, I I would say if anything, I could give. I know that the Jaws theme is so iconic, but the score for the Omen is yeah. so good. Yeah. And it actually won an Oscar. I did not know that. That was the only thing it was actually up for at the Oscars, and it won. So that's pretty cool. Because uh, the first time I watched that, I just popped it in. The main menu started, and just that and score just I'm surprised hit. no one has said anything. Uh, it's one sitting right on the table right now. And that is? The Shining. Hey, you could have yeah. said it, Mr. Shining. <laughs> I'm just well, if it, like if I'm going through like thinking in my head, like I mean, those the, are the first two that popped in my head. The only thing that I I'm pretty sure I've told you that the, I can always think of something to knock on the Shining for is the pacing sometimes. Yeah, that it can drag a little bit. However, the visuals are so good that I don't mind the drag sometimes. Yeah. But that's the only reason. I think why the I only knock that I would really give the Shining is the fact that it went differently from the book. That would be the only knock, even though mm-hmm. it did its own thing and it did it well, mm-hmm. that would be probably the only niche I could do is it's technically a book movie and it was made completely different than the book. So, yeah. Any, any, any others that are popping? I'm just going <laughs> to continue with Jaws. Um, probably one of the greatest speeches of all time by, it was by Robert Shaw's Quint. Yeah. And I'm talking all yeah. time. Yeah. This scene with him in it was just captivating. And, um, the fact that this movie made people fearful of getting in the water. Even in a pool. Um, <laughs> literally, going on however many years now from 1975, it's still to this day. And obviously the shark issue has been more prevalent lately, yeah. unfortunately, for people. But it will always come back to Jaws. I don't care what else was released. Jaws will always be, well, you know, the... Always the, the shark. Yeah. The, the first two big blockbusters that started that trend in the summer were Jaws and Star Wars. True. Funny enough, I think wasn't Spielberg involved with both? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, uh, I think one other thing I could pose is uh, as we've kind of mentioned, sequels are a thing in horror. Shocker. Uh, uh, is there any sequels of a franchise that stick out to you more as far as... They may not be better than the original, but they're pretty darn good, and they, it's like maybe the second best? Or mm-hmm. you just have a really good appreciation for them. And you think it's better than the original? It, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be better than the original. But if it is, feel free to spill, because mine, of course, will always be Jason Lives. Just because it's my favorite. Of. I, I know... You- We've discussed this, and I know you guys don't like the film, but a movie that I really like, that I can, I've watched it a bunch, that it's just thing, and it's, that's H2O. Halloween. I, okay. Again, I don't hate it, but it just feels like it's Halloween mixed with Dawson's Creek. And that's a fair point. I mean, it's just, just personally for me, it's more of a... The last 15 minutes that. are really good. Yes. Because it's Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael fighting... Oh. But 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 the script for everybody else is just awful. If we're talking about sequels, a sequel that I actually don't mind is uh, uh, The Conjuring Two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say both of them are awesome. Yeah. It's just now I'm fearful for three. <laughs> Devil made me do it. <laughs> that's the thing is that story is actually really if you look into the actual story that that's about, it's it's entertaining to read about. I mean, even the Conjuring Two story was pretty good. Like that was. Plus, it, but the thing, the thing about the Conjuring 2 is, 
it discussed, you know, like, some of, like, the other things. And there's all these, like, rumors about, like, oh, the tall man's going to be the next movie. Or, like, mm-hmm. the, the monkey box is going to be the next movie where, like, the yeah. little spinny monkey box thing that your kid plays with. Like, and I'm like, can we not? These... What, you don't want to see a possession movie with the monkey going ding? Well, the thing is, like, the, the nun was in that, okay? Yeah. We talked about how bad the nun was. Well, in that movie, she was used successfully. Yeah, and she and she also she was, was brought up out of nowhere. Scary. She was not originally supposed to be. In it. Fucking creepy. And and that the fucking thing, painting. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, no, the one the one part that always gets me that always is like, oh fuck no, is like where she's at the end of the hallway, mm-hmm. and that little girl's like, mommy, who's that? Oh. And she just points up, and like the nun just standing there like, <laughs> just turns and just walks off, and I was like, oh no, 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 no. The way no. the nun looks looks like the lady that played the witch from. Wizard of Oz well, without see, the makeup. The nun. The thing is, the nun has one of the rare occasions where the actual person who plays is scarier than the yeah, actual creature. Exactly. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. That no, lady no, is not, terrifying. Not, not, not knocking her <laughs> personally. No, she seems like a good person. <laughs> she seems like a good lady. But if I've seen her in an alley without the makeup on, I would rather her have the makeup on. Yeah, no, never mind. Uh. Two I actually could throw in here that are part of Russ's franchise, Halloween. Again, not saying they are better than the original, because, of course, none of them are better than the original, but one that got a lot of flack when it came out, I actually kind of enjoy Season of Witch. I'm sorry. Oh, it's di- it's different, and it, it was the original idea to be different stories every time. It wasn't supposed to be Michael every time. Number two is actually the producer's cut of Halloween 6 because that has a flowing narrative. It actually develops characters better. Yeah, if you don't like the fact that the whole Michael is stopped by, you know, runes or whatever. But the man in black was set up really well and continued Donald Pleasance's character better. And he has more scenes in the producer's cut. Yes, he does. Whereas the original cut out a lot of his scenes, and in a lot of the and some of those scenes involved plot points, mm-hmm. like why he didn't have a messed up face after the explosion. He's like, "Oh yeah, I got you know plastic surgery," and so I'm like, "Thank you. You explained something." <laughs> uh, so yeah, those are two quick ones I'm gonna throw out there that. They are better, but I have a big appreciation for them because they did do something different. <laughs> ah, uh, uh, probably a second film, which both of them are really good, but the second one's just as good as the original, is the ABCs of Death 2. You say ABCs or embassies? The ABCs of Death. Okay. I have, I, <laughs> I, I, I I've never heard what? of embassies. Yeah. I haven't even heard of this. The ABCs of Death? No. Yeah. I've heard of it, but I haven't so seen it. Watch. It's, it's almost like Creepshow. Uh-huh. As in, it's multiple things, but the, yeah, okay. the whole idea is each letter stands for something, and they have a director do like a thirteen-minute skit. Sketch it's on YouTube? No, this is this is an, <laughs> no, on Netflix. I feel, I feel like I've seen something like that on YouTube though. Something the same. It, there's probably something thing, but basically, it's a, they got directors. They got uh, twenty-six directors. Jeez. To make little sketches of like these little like, little thirteen-minute sketch like. So basically, uh, a letter of each each letter of the alphabet's a different story, yes. or a different way to somebody to die. It's or? like, well, like one example, one is about a, a girl who's very large, 
and she sees all the Dale. beauty magazines. Just just keep watching. Just, just keep listening. There's, she sees all these beauty magazines, whatever the whole spiel, and she's these people are like laughing at her as she's walking because she is a very big girl. Well, at the end of it, she cuts all the fat off her body and is like, so she can feel beautiful. She can feel thin, and it was F is for fat. What? And that's that's how it goes through. But in the original one, it was F is for fart. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's my wheelhouse. Yeah. If I can find it, I swear to God, I'll show you. It's the it's one on YouTube. Funny. It has to be. It's this Japanese yeah. director, and it is the most ridiculous thing of all time. <laughs> but there, it's that's how it is. Some of them are really weird and goofy and funny, but some of them are really dark and just, one of them's claymation, mm-hmm. and it is fucking terrifying. A, a, a really good suggestion on that one. Actually, one sequel I could throw out there that is actually probably better than the original is Evil Dead 2. I literally was just going to say that, <laughs> damn it. Literally, that was the thing I was going to say. Even I, I'm going to say Evil Dead 2 is better than the original, even though I personally enjoy Army of Darkness just a bit more. If I'm going with the realm of more horror, it's Evil Dead 2 that yes. is better than Evil Dead. Because um, that just... Up the ante on everything because they got a bigger budget, not not significantly no. bigger, but Bruce Campbell uh, got to be basically Bruce yeah. Campbell starting to be like that one-liner and stuff. And I think it was from this one, like there's like the pipe where part where the pipe breaks and just flows blood all yes. over, and it's just it like ah! I just remember the Book of the Dead and yeah, how the much this, this movie. Introduce what I call slapstick gore because a lot of movies tried the comedy horror thing, but I feel like this was the one that stands out for me that led to all people were trying to do. And Bruce Campbell was unbelievable for this, mm-hmm. and I, this movie was transcending he, one of the transcending movies for me in horror. Br- 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 Bruce has been kind of labeled as like the Tom Cruise of the horror genre. <laughs> And if you guys haven't watched it, check out Ash vs. Evil Dead, the series. Oh, I, I've been watching it, and it's actually it's pretty funny. It's freaking great. I, I can watch it whenever I want. Now it's on Netflix, so... <laughs> but I just have still this stack of stuff I want to watch. Since uh, Evil Dead and everything, how did you guys feel about the new one? The new movie that came out? A couple of <laughs> uh, like, whenever it came out, I forget when it came Which out. Which one are you just on? The, the remake of Evil uh, Dead. Where Jane C. Livy from Don't Breathe was supposed to be the female version of Ash. Well, no, here's the thing. That is the part that confused me is that they took elements of Ash's character, like stuff that he did, and spread it around to like other characters because there was the blonde chick that was uh, the guy that looks like he's like the replacement for Ash. Uh, but oh, yeah, but she she's the one that takes like the gets the infection in the hand yeah. and cuts off her arm and stuff. I'm like, okay, so are they leaning towards her? And then no, she's just possessed. Then after the credits, we hear the famous one line from Bruce Campbell: "Groovy." <laughs> uh, I I I personally was not a fan of it. I don't even remember it. Uh, I <laughs> just fe- and he even came and Bruce Campbell even admitted because he was part of the production. That they were making a film to be uncomfortable for people to watch, and they wanted them to get sick. 
I completely understand if that's the way you want to go was about it. it was but it really everything was moving real fast and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. I can't well, remember that. And then there was just character stuff that was just really making me mad and stuff like with the woman that was supposed to be like a nurse. But all she kept saying was just, like, basically put morphine in her yeah. or something. And she like, was the one that got possessed in the bathroom started cutting her face up with the glass yeah. from the bathroom scene that shit. If I can get back to a, uh, talking about, like, sketch mm-hmm. comedy. Not comedy, but sketch Sketch horror. comedy? Well, there's a little bit of comedy. <laughs> That's what this is. Stuff. So this is horror but, is comedy. Uh, VHS is another. I, I have heard the first two are actually pretty good. Yeah, the, I've only seen the first. One. It gets crazy, but like one and two are actually like interesting stories. Is not like the third one VHS viral or whatever? Yeah, and basically there's like this van, and there's a, there's no driver in it for, for some goddamn reason. And <laughs> it's just like this van that like and the, but the one scene that I will give it that's kind of cool is like these kids are opening up the blinds and they see this fucking van like boom like the shoot by as all these cops are following it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, that that's a kind of a cool shot. But the rest of it, like the the VHS ones, are uh, not as good either. I, I like the second one better. I would say mm-hmm. so. That's another thing. Um, but I do propose if if you guys have more to talk about on that aspect. But I do have another question. Okay. Well, I was just gonna say real quick one. That I was gonna the two I was gonna throw out there that are not as good as the original, but have are really high up there for me as far as the franchise. Nightmare on Elm Streets, yeah. Dream Warriors, and Wes Craven's New Nightmares. Yes. Those are my top. Like, Those were awesome. What, New Nightmare is actually really close to the original for me. It's really good. My, my, as far as Jason, uh, Friday the 13th goes, uh, it's so ridiculous and one of the most ridiculous movies I've I ever guess? seen. I bet you have a good idea. Hell. I was like Jason no, X. I was gonna say yeah. Okay, Jason, Jason, Jason like Space, baby. Jason Goes to Hell is actually probably my favorite, but mm. Jason X is just so <laughs> over the top and ridiculous. <laughs> that I love it. I, I wish that there were just as many stupid characters, but I liked the campiness of it. Yeah. I, 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 I the reason why I said this because I actually appreciate Jason Goes to Hell a lot. Actually. Yeah. Um, I think it did something different, and you know sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but. I think in this case it, it really worked for the thing. Mm-hmm. But the, the question I propose <laughs> is Will you marry me? <laughs> I'm not that dumb. <laughs> or desperate. And that is Oh, I'm that desperate, yeah. <laughs> Just not the dumb part. <laughs> and that is favorite foreign horror films. Ooh. That's hard. And if I if I want to throw mine out, and that is the orphanage. Guillermo del Toro. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. My my problem is I don't know how many I've seen. I've I've seen maybe like a handful, if that. That's why it's a hard question. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. One of them because is because one that I want to try to cheat with here is it involves an American person but they're in a different country. Okay. And that's, and that's Suspiria. Okay. It technically was made in Italy, True. and it was made in I think seventy uh, seven. Yeah, it came out before Halloween did. Yeah, it did, and who I could tell that inspired a lot of filmmakers because of the color palette and the just different styles of it. 
I know that for a fact that inspired the filmmaker Mandy with Nicolas Cage because of that. A, a crazy one that, that I like, which we got the Americanized version, and that was Ringu. Ooh, yeah, okay. Ring. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have seen it, but uh, one of my favorite ones is Let the Right One In, the original one, Dale. Yeah, I, I, I've yet the to watch one. the original one, but I did watch Let Me In, and I actually really like Let Me then, In. Yeah, they're another one is, it's based off in Australia, Switchblade Romance. If you guys ever, I highly recommend it. It's actually really good. It's like one of those low-budget ones, but it may, well, over Australia, converted in U.S. currency, it made over $40 million. Well, one that Nick just bought. I was gonna damn it! I was gonna really talk about that. Train to Busan. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's one, still that's one I've not watched it. That's that's up there because that shot. Did you finally watch it? It's yeah, good, ain't it? It's yeah. Really good. Um, Can't wait for that American version. Yeah, <laughs> man. But uh, okay, well, here's one I'm gonna throw out if anybody has seen it. I still have not, but I've heard a number of people bring this up when it comes to foreign, technically foreign pictures, audition. Yeah. Okay. I've seen stuff about it. I haven't seen it. it. It's actually a pretty good movie, honestly. Because, and the way that it started when I heard people talk about it was like, oh, if you think we're making messed up movies in, in like the U.S. or something, you got nothing on Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're Huan. making some. Whew. Yeah, who on the and, grudge? And, uh, the grudge, yeah. The original grudge. Holy shit. Oh, hey, did, oh. You, not, did you know they crossed over with uh, The Ring Girl? They did a versus, like what? Freddy versus Jason in Japan. Uh, what? Yeah, they did. I actually just want. I, I want to watch it just for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be so stupid. So stupid that you will just piss yourself so stupid. by laughing. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, because for one, it's hard for me to check out a foreign film just in general. But yeah. Mostly because when it comes to stuff like that, I know it's yeah, like, I oh, hey, American version now. Uh, I, I believe this is a foreign. i got to look it up just to make sure. Um, no, it was, it was an American film. Wow, that's okay. Um, <laughs> there was, I, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a Japanese, uh, there's a Japanese film, and it's like, it's really messed, like really messed up, like a torture film, basically. And I think it got outlawed in Japan. <laughs> Because it was so bad. But, uh, if I can find it. Uh, Hall School? No. Oh, God. No, that was, I said Japanese. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, I think it was the, Hall the, no. the first two that always pop into my head when it comes to, like, Japanese or whatever is Audition and Old Boy. But Old Boy's looked at it was also, like, an action movie. Because there's action sequences yeah. in it. And then there was the <laughs> Spike Lee remake, which everybody <laughs> hated. Yeah. But Josh Brolin, <laughs> as the former Japanese man. <laughs> ah, grotesque is what it was called. Nope, never heard of it. Yeah. Did you just call my kid? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> grotesque. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't quite remember. But I, I found out, like, uh, one of the Pugeski tapes. It's, it's, a, it's an American film. I thought it was a, a Italian film or something like that. It was in English, but I thought it was in a... Actually, done an Italian, but again, another one. If you guys watch it, it's really a. Uh, uh, here's the actually IMD description. 
Hundreds of videotapes of torture, murder, and dismemberment show a killer's dec- decade-long reign of terror. Ooh. And it's literally good. like, it's all shot in like found footage, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty rough to watch. It's one of those things that if you can't handle like really dark stuff, just don't watch it because yeah, watch you're not going to make it through. Oh, I love it. I can't watch it. I don't watch dark stuff. Clearly, that's why you're here right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think here's a small question that I could get out before a small break. Uh, we mentioned a little bit about zombie stuff. Okay. Is there a particular zombie film that sticks out for you as, like, your your personal type? You can... It's a, We can throw this out there. We can't have any of these without Night of the Living Dead. We know that. Oh, well, damn it. But if there's one that has stuck out for you more, as far as a zombie film, I'm gonna immediately take the da- one that Damon and I have talked about. That's yeah. Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> oh, Shaun damn. of the Dead is up there for me as far damn. as zombie I was, movies. I was also gonna say Shaun of the Dead because it's funny. It hits all the zombie beats. <laughs> and it's actually very well acted and emotionally investing. So I'm taking Shaun of the Dead off the table. So go <laughs> for me. One we've actually talked around here is Day of the Dead, the remake. And, uh, D- day or Dawn? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not a Day of the Dead remake. No, yeah, Dawn. Dawn is Dawn. Actually, I'm I watched Zach that Snyder. a lot, and that was actually pretty good. <laughs> For a remake, especially. Like, they, you know, it had really good good scenes in it. I mean, it had a little comedy here and there. And it was just fun to watch. That's, that's what I care about. When I, like, if anyone needs to know anything about my films... Like his film, yes. I want. I want something that I'm gonna have fun watching. Like it can be technically a good film, but I can watch it and be like, okay, I can see, I can appreciate it, but I'm like, I still don't have a good time watching this film. Like, I love films that are just fun because for the sake of being fun. I that, that is one of my favorite type of films. Whether it be comedy or anything, I can appreciate films that are fun to be fun. Mr. Russ. Uh, <laughs> Technically, Day of the Dead was not taken. Just throwing it out there. But there wasn't really. Was there a remake of Day of the Dead? No. If there but was, you can, a but, Day you, Day but, Day. but you can pick the original. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go with the original one, Day of the Dead. It. I don't know. Something about it just stuck out to me. How they just. George A. Romero, man, like. If he was still here today seeing some of these ridiculous zombie movies that people are making nowadays, he'll literally kill those people. <laughs> straight up. Because, I don't know, like, some of these newer ones, like, yeah, some of them are, I won't say great or awesome, but they, they're decent. That's the word I'm looking for. They're decent. Pa- like Passable. Yeah. But one that sticks out to me... Besides Day of the Dead, I think you actually have one. Is it 28? Yeah, 28 days later. Damn it. Like, I don't know, like, it was something different than what other people were trying to do at the time when zombies were getting back into the group in horror. Yeah. Mr. Nick? (laughs) Mine was 28 days later, but I'm still going to talk about it. It was the, like, uh, I don't know, I just loved, uh, the performances, the screenplay, the atmosphere, 
I just think it was definitely one of the underappreciated ones. A lot of people haven't seen it. I feel like you should because it's. Yeah, I think it was one of the best apocalyptic horror movies of all time. That the sequence that they got with him in the streets of London with nobody there. Yeah, that was that, cool. that was. You have to imagine like how they had to work that out. Yeah, like no, very, nobody come yeah, out. It's very eerie for sure. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a great one. Yeah. If if I can throw in one more underappreciated one. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the remake stars one of our favorite actors, the Wicker Man, the original. Oh man, Wicker so, Man. So wait, you're from the throwing 70s. in the original one with Christopher Lee. Yes. Okay. okay. The original Wicker Man, not the new one. No, not the beast. Not the beast. <laughs> That's but, a different appreciation, which may happen again at some point. Yeah. Um, that whole Nicolas Cage discussion needs to happen. Eventually, because we have a lot to say. But the yeah, the original Wicker Man, because it is really disturbing. When did that come out? Seventy three. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a bit more like about like the cult. Yeah, stuff. It's, it's more. It, it takes everything that's like Nicholas. Like if take away the Nicholas Cage part and then well, like now, the well, whole thing. I, well, now I already don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's just a really just disturbing and like I mean I still I when I get when people talk about horror films like I feel like it's not as brought up as some of the other ones yeah because this was more of like a disturbing film but not necessarily a horror film it's like oh I think we've talked about a couple of these that are kind of like you know not necessarily horror they're just like they're <laughs> like uh, you mentioned, it follows. Yeah. Like, uh, quiet place. Yeah, quiet place. That's a perfect example. Yeah. So, or Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Yeah, not necessarily a horror film, but it's like, are you sure? Are you sure? Well, I think with that, we're gonna take one more short break and start some final conversations. So, we'll be right back. And so I feel like maybe to start the closure of this, unless anybody wants to bring up something, um, how are you guys feeling about the status and where horror is going as far as right now? Because I feel like you could make the argument that it's definitely bigger now than it has been for the past few years because we've had stuff like Get Out and stuff make it into the mainstream stuff. And I, even though, yes, the quality can differ, <laughs> but that's many genres. Um, I'm starting to be following more certain people that are making films than, like, you know, that that's being remade by a studio or whatever. Like, Jordan Peele, if I see his name, I'm going to go see it. Oh, yeah. No matter what, but especially right now if it's horror. Um Roger, Roger Eggers, who did The Witch first, and now he did Lighthouse. Oh, Robert Eggers, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whenever I, I see his name, I'm gonna go see it. Um, I believe if her name, if I'm getting her name right, Jennifer Kent, who did The Babadook and Nightingale, I'm gonna go see any film that she does. So, it's becoming more. I'm following certain directors, and it's the same thing with the horror genre. Well, I'm gonna like, bring up if, a question here pretty soon yeah, about, go ahead, about go ahead. that. Um, who, I guess, 
going today and if ever has been your favorite horror director Ooh. of all time oh my god I know I was going to be tough uh, I'm between two that is so tough my two is Wes Craven or John Carpenter personally because the tough part about Carpenter is that he started off with like a great thing but then he kind of started to mess with it and then some of his other projects after that weren't as good I still have not seen uh, Into the Mouth of Madness that I've actually heard really good things about it's awesome so if I'm just going based off of this uh, I maybe want to say either Stanley Kubrick because of The Shining or Jordan Peele because they're they're right now the most consistent with me although I'm gonna then throw in their rod directors I have two I'll let you guys I'll let you go first um, I'm kind of different on directors I like I focus more on movies but I have a lot of appreciation for quite a few of them obviously I know you all do like Stanley Kubrick Stephen King you know all the yeah. biggies but Jordan Peele Mm-hmm. I find, like I told you earlier, I find him absolutely fascinating what he's done in a very short time, and I have a feeling he's got a bright future. And Ari Aster yeah, is starting to become that. huge yes. for me. Ari Aster is definitely. And uh, anything that has his name on it, from now on, I will see no matter what. And, I mean, there's two last two movies, obviously, The Redditary and Midsommar. Oh, yeah. Um, out there, for yeah. sure. But um, didn't get as much appreciation as I thought it should have. And yeah, I think he has a lot of good things in the future to behold as well. Surprisingly, I think he directs women really well. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Both Tony Collette and Florence Pugh should have been nominated oh, yeah, yeah. for those roles. What about Mike Flanagan? Flanagan is definitely up there too. Gerald's game and all that. Yeah. I still have not watched his. And he did Oculus. Yeah. I have... And he did Doctor Sleep. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've not watched his uh, Netflix TV show, uh, House on Odd Hill. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which I've heard really good things, which I believe they're working on the second season. But if I had to go back, Hitchcock. Mm. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad thing. If I, if I had to choose horror directors, the ones that I've had the most love with is Hitchcock. Because Psycho, The Birds, like... Yeah. Question is, would you want to work with them? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Russ, yeah, you were leaning towards uh, Wes Craven and uh, John Carpenter, right? Uh, damn. If I had to go with, like, just with one in general, just saying I was getting big in the movies now, I was an actor. And I knew he could actually get me on my feet with uh, horror movies. Mm-hmm. Probably like Nick said, Jordan Pill. Like yeah. he he could probably get you on your feet in horror comedy. Help probably fucking romance probably. And to that point, I'm just gonna bring up another thing about Jordan Peel. I know Ian knows this. He has turned down quite a few yeah. offerings to do remakes or whatever, but he likes doing his own thing. And again, you can appreciate that, you can hate that, but you know, 
I I respect it. What him involved in Candyman makes sense. Yeah. Just because the type of the political commentary that he does and the political commentary that's in the original Candyman. And it's also a director that he trusts. Yeah. So I don't necessarily like, you know, I I don't think he's necessarily against remakes. It's something that he wants to be passionate about. And you can fix Candyman. Fix some of the issues in it. But it's been a while since I one director that you know we discussed some of his movies, but he's I mean he's kind of over there, all over the place. But um, James Wan, you know, yeah, you know his Conjuring movies and all the you know his sequels. his Conjuring movies, his, his hideous movies. Yeah, he started Saw. Yeah, so he's been kind of. And then he did Aquaman. Movies. I'll throw out a couple more. I mean, just to be appreciative of them. Sam Raimi, Guillermo yeah. del Toro. Um, You've got Clive Barker, who's done a lot for the horror. I industry. finally watched the first two Hellraisers. Yes, um, you can even bring up Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. goth um, horror. <laughs> I feel like he's up there. Robert Eggers, Jennifer Kent, Eli Roth. I mean, the list could keep going, but there's lots of appreciate yeah. horror directors because there's, there's a lot of history. And e- Eli Roth is a little uh, for me. <laughs> well, his his documentary is amazing. Yeah. His five part documentary. You need to watch that. His history of horror with uh, the Eli Roth. With him and his two good buddies made their own horror company. They haven't done much here lately, but 2021, they all three got back together making more Grindhouse movies. Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. Oh, jeez. Well, <laughs> see how that goes. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was not a giant fan of the Grindhouse ones. I, I knew what they were going for. I, I like Planet but, Terror, but... Uh, Which one was the one really with weird. the car? Death Proof. Yeah, yeah Death Proof. Proof. I like Death Proof better than Planet Terror. I liked the script of Death Proof more, but again, it's just like the stylistic part of the Grindhouse thing, which is what was driving me nuts. Like the bad reel that yeah. happened, and sometimes I was just like, this is just getting too much. Uh, and I appreciated Kurt Russell's Kurt performance. Yeah, awesome. uh, but yeah. So anybody else have a certain kind of horror topic that they want to try to get uh, out there for? I have forward? to say, um, one that's kind of overlooked, and that's, you know, the paranormal. But not necessarily paranormal activity, but just the type of film. Mm-hmm. Like ghosts and all that. Like ghost spirits, you know, demons. Yeah. That all the shows like are that. trying to do nowadays. Like, say what? All the shows, like on travel and... Yeah, like they're trying to do it in parentheses. It's it's, ridiculous, but like, you know, they fit fit best in a horror film, and some films can do it right, like we've discussed. The Exorcist. Mm. Oh, yeah. Technically, I guess you can consider The Omen sort of part of that. Um, What do you uh, say, Poltergeist and that? Yeah, you probably, yeah, like, you know, I mean, stuff like that, like, that's, you know, and. But the brilliant part about Exorcist is that it starts the whole thing with. That they try science and medical stuff first. Yeah. Because they're like, this has to be, you know, in her head and stuff like this. There has to be, you know, some kind of medical and mental problem there. Nope, after all these tests that are negative, they're like, nope, she's really possessed by a demon. (laughs) And we need uh, fathers to take it out. (laughs) I guess technically it would be part of that too, kind of. Well, no, no, I guess I guess not. That's more of a kind of an alien movie, if I had to consider. Yeah, creature alien, yeah. whatever Pennywise yeah. is. But 
But yeah, that, that's, that's that's a very, you know... The Conjuring. It can be done. Yeah, yeah the Conjuring Blair Witch. Films, Blair Witch. Like, um, I guess it's a little debatable with Blair Witch. <laughs> but, I mean... Um, but yeah, no, the Conjuring's definitely, that's another, you know, I, I, I don't mind, and the thing is about, like, like the original, um, the one we were discussing, the, uh, about ghosts, um, I, I can't quite think of it, off of, I, I you know You could say it, Shining. Yeah, I mean, technically The Shining. Um, that, that's, but that's spirits that were... <laughs> Not evil, but they were betrayed. <laughs> Paranormal activity is what. It's yeah, like. I like. I can give it certain things. I guess um, I'll give it the fact that it made a lot of money. <laughs> that's oh yeah, originally oh, yeah, yeah. it made a you know buku amount of cash. But like, I mean, it's watchable. Whereas the other ones kind of got ridiculous. But I, I'll give them you know give them that a little bit. I guess the idea of people filling their house. And, so like, say a paranormal idea is cool. I just, I don't think it's executed correctly. Yeah, you're right. Well, even if it's executed perfectly, I also feel like the Conjuring universe especially has kind of been showing that this is being done a little too much. And And you can't really do a whole lot with it. Like, I can appreciate, you know, Juan trying to, like, make a universe out of it. Well, it's not just that. It's just the style is, like, you're repeating the same style. Yeah, like you can only tell like, ghost stories so many times when it's so, they all start to sound the same. It, and that's it, why you got out. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. For me, like, you know, one and two were pretty good. Like, I'm kind of hopeful for three, like, just because I like the, the actual story behind it. That, I'm, I'm not now because James Wan's gone. And um, we and we've already seen the film that the director has already made before this, absolutely. which is Curse of Light Rona. Yeah. Oh my god. See that that's. And a good turn off because like what what like this doesn't need to be made. Yeah. Um, the the nun at least made sense because it was trying to connect that part with the Conjuring two kind of thing. I guess that made sense. The but, thing is, if they keep making money, and then Annabelle, well, they yeah. just keep pumping Annabelle's out like crazy. Well, some for some reason the prequel to the prequel is actually pretty good. Which I still call two. Well, if, I mean, I don't know why. I'm actually, totally here's here's a better question that we can bring up. What is your favorite of the Ed and Lorraine cases? Because that doesn't just capture. See that that's all basically almost all the Conjuring universe, which is Conjuring one and two. Mm-hmm. That includes the Annabelles, obviously. But that also includes the Amityville Horror and the. Uh, the Haunting in Connecticut, as well. And that's that part of the Ed and the Rain cases. Well, tough part for me is that I only have going based off the films, and I've never been a giant Amityville horror fan. So if I'm just going based off the films, I'm going with the first Conjuring. As much as I like the stuff that happens in the second one, and I actually really like the second one, I just like the premise and the storytelling tighter with that family. The yeah. second one. Yeah, the parent family. Yeah. That's that's the only thing I can think of with this. I might say the original anime, though. Like, it was, it was really, like, when I watched it first, it was kind of pretty freaky. The Honey Connecticut, I didn't necessarily like. Um, I don't know. How long did that come out? 
I don't. Like I only mid two thousands. Okay, I knew. I only was. remember that because of the weird poster. Yeah, it was like, like it was like, kid, like kid, and like there's like stuff coming out of his mouth, like <laughs> phlegm. <laughs> phlegm. Haunted phlegm. It was just basically the story premises the fact that what actually happened, which is the same. It's the story goes actually pretty thorough with it. But um, a kid they move like he has a bad disease, and so they have to move. Uh, move across the country to the thing and they find this house super cheap. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> things from it. I just, it's been it was like an old funeral home and then like the kid decides I'm going to move my room downstairs where the bodies were kept and there's like this blocked off area like it's like locked and everything but he keeps seeing shit in it and like he eventually gets into it and it's like there's still like tables and shit set up when the mortuary was it's a really it's a it's fun to watch like it's one of those films that you watch at lunch and you're like okay I, I kind of get what I'm watching so I mean it's not horrible but it's not like great either was Haunted in Connecticut was that the one where the kid carves all the numbers and stuff into his skin too or am I thinking right. of maybe it's been but you guys remember what I'm talking about I do but I remember yeah. what I thought was the movie I know there was like a horror movie where a kid like carved like six 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 all over his face and up down crosses and stuff around his face too. Like that wasn't you, Damon, right? Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds like somebody. Else. I have no comment. <laughs> I want to agree with Dan though. I say the Conjuring original. Yeah, that's fair. I just think it, you know, it started everything and it was a great start. So it's... yeah, I mean, one and two are good, and then like. Didn't you guys say you like the second Annabelle? It's technically the second, I but it's it the but one. but it's a prequel because it's the story about how the doll gets possessed. Yeah, because see, I and again, again, directed by Mike Flanagan. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, see, I have not seen any of the Annabelles. Oh, I've only seen or Je- Curse of Annabelle. I've seen the first two. That we you see all of them. You should watch them back to back to back. Just so you know, get your fear out of the way. No, what you should do is watch The Nun, then Annabelle Creation, Ugh. then Annabelle. <laughs> See, I, I I would watch, like, I'm not necessarily against watching, I, like, I'm really curious to watch the third one. I know you guys said it was bad, but I still want to watch it. Annabelle Comes Home. Yeah. See, I've lost it, track of the timeline. I've seen all of them, but I've lost an, track an, of the timeline. Annabelle Comes Home was just boring. Yeah. It was, yeah, I want to check it out. Because well, I just want to watch it. Because, just to watch well, it. here's the question. Do you just like watching something that is about a haunted house where nobody you feel is in danger one bit? I or mean, the fact that they could have kept her in the, you know, in, in wherever yeah. the, the glass thing and they let her out. I'm like, okay. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's full of the horror tropes that I can't stand where it yeah. becomes boring the people are so stupid. I mean, that's that's a fair point. I just want to watch it more just to watch it. It's prototypical, basically. You know, it, you know. And, like, here you were just saying that, that you're confused with the timeline. This technically happens in between Conjuring and Conjuring 2. And Curse of La Llorona happens before this. Because Curse of La Llorona is mentioned in it. The only reason why I want to watch Curse of La Llorona is, well... Linda Carnelini. Linda Carnelini, yeah. Which I'll say is one of the two good things in it. Usually. But, yeah, no, for me, I mean, like, again, I just want to watch it. Like, I mean, I've told you, you know, I've, I've admitted on the podcast I like bad movies. Like, I really Why do you do think it. we started Rotten Eggs? Yeah, like, 
I enjoy bad movies, even if they're bad, like to the point of being like for the most part really bad. I can find enjoyment. I can't wait for my real horror experience. You want to talk about a real horror? Jack and Jill. (laughs) What about Emoji Movie? Uh, (laughs) it's one of those where it's like I survived it. So I think I can survive again. <laughs> He's the only one in the theater. <laughs> I was literally the only one in the theater, and the ticket person said, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you purchased the ticket, and they're like, are you sure? <laughs> what are you doing again? I, I, I have nothing to do tonight. Nobody's doing anything. I want to go see a movie. And I'm starting my YouTube channel, so I, mean, I thought I Emoji Movie was the... If you paid me $10 to kick you in the nuts, I mean, you probably would have got more enjoyment. <laughs> again, if there's one thing I can say that is like the positive outcome yeah. of Emoji Movie, it started the conversation of me doing stuff like this. That's fair. Angry only, Birds doesn't even have that. There's only one scene that I've seen... Patrick They've Stewart seen, and, that, and that's Patrick Stewart. That's of the best. But the specific scene that I always like, it gets me. I don't know why it gets me, is when him and his son come out and they look at each other and go, "Did you wash your hands?" And there's the poop emoji. Like for some reason, they just he's a piece of shit. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> he looks down at like his son looks at him like, "Did you wash your hands?" He's like, <laughs> they start laughing and like I, for some reason that always gets me. Like that's well, and that was in the trailer. I know. Well, well trust me, Damon. I found a couple of like. Horror themed stuff for rotten eggs later, so Ooh. I just have not purchased them. Yeah, we yeah. Did did he tell you about that, Russ? Mm. Yeah, Jack and Jill. I bought it for one for what one dollar? Three dollars. <laughs> That's why I said I was like, I knew it was three. It's gonna be worth it in the end. I'm excited. He hates. He's he's so like dreading it. I'm so excited to watch. Like, I, haven't seen, the, I haven't seen. I haven't seen it. Yes, I haven't seen it since it literally came out. Yeah. In 2010, I've only yeah. seen a couple Thousand of times. and Johnny Depp's in it. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. and and think of this: Adam Sandler started the decade with that movie with yeah. a, and he won a Razzie. Yeah. And he ended the decade with an Oscar-worthy performance. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, he he's upset, and I'm I'm really excited. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm going to love it in the worst way possible. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to love yeah. it just for my reaction. Yeah. yeah. You're going to love the Al Pacino scenes. I'm just going to say that. This, the scene I've seen was towards the end. Like, I've seen little snippets. And, like, the one scene that I remember towards the end was where Adam Sandler and him in the wig oh. and Jack Angel are in the same room. And then David Spade <laughs> comes in dressed as a woman. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> I didn't. I had. I didn't know what it was. It was just on TV, and I was like, "Why is David Spade in a wig?" And like, I'm like, "Why is Adam Sandler in a wig?" And then I click on like Jack and Jill. I was like, and then it sparked my memory. I was like, "Oh, that's that movie." <laughs> and yeah, and ever since then, I'm like, I don't know. I haven't really had an excuse to watch it, but now that I know I'm doing the podcast, <laughs> so, to watch it now. But now, like, I'm really excited to watch it because I know it's gonna well, be real bad. And I, well. I just, Again, kind of back onto the horror themed. Your oh, that's definitely your, horror. No, sure. no, you, no. I'm just saying, like, it's an actual like horror themed movie. You're gonna be really excited for one of the picks that I have coming. Am I? It's directed by the same guy that did Troll Two. Yeah, that's just I am very really excited. Uh, also, Russ, I know I've let you go on for this long, and I 
And knowing you, I don't know if you have been able to. Have you been able to think of a nickname for yourself? I have one, but I don't know if the viewers will like it. Well, is it, is it their opinions uh, don't matter. Yeah. yeah. The Dirty Cock. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have to. picture for yourself Russ <laughs> uh, the phoenix there we go phoenix is taken uh, is there anything that you can think of like horror oh, related Foghorn, Foghorn. that's already taken uh, Kevin it's Kevin, oh, it's Kevin like sa- sacrificial or didn't they use bird, bird like birds and like stuff? I forget how. Yeah. Uh, the killer chicken. Uh, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I thought the dirty cock was a funny one. <laughs> it's funny. It's just demonetized. <laughs> hey, as far as here, they just need to really listen and hear the sponsor. <laughs> Give um, yeah, a chicken hawk. <laughs> chicken um, little. Are you really that little? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, chicken uh, big. <laughs> damn, I don't know. The crow. How about rockabilly? The, the what? crow. The what? The crow. He said the crow. The crow? Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Recipes, Brandon Lee. The crow, Russell. <laughs> After many deliberations, <laughs> starting with dirty cock. Hey, the crow is a dirty cock. <laughs> Too bad your name isn't Jim. No. Oh. We can talk about what, what was that? Dumbo. Dumbo, yeah. Oh. Bring up Dumbo. Yeah. yeah. The lead, the lead crow's name is Jim. Yeah. Speaking of that. <laughs> So, we finally got Russ a nickname. Russell, Jim uh, Crow. <laughs> okay, it's Russell. The, the Crow. Crow. Russell, what's your last name? Meyer. Mayer? Yeah. The store? M-A-Y-E-R. Oh, by like John. Like John. Oh, I thought he said Meyer. It's like... Not like Meyer, the store. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Well, guys... 
I hope you had fun. Thought this was fun. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially that last part. <laughs> oh, God. I, th I think Russ is not going to be the most memorable thing now. <laughs> you guys want to hear it? Okay, here it goes. That, that's the, that's my, like, that is the, the weirdest part in Dumbo, I swear to God. It really is. Like, they knew what they were doing when they made his name Jim. It's like, like they were like, we're going to subtly throw racism into this movie. Some way or somehow. And then they were blatant, and then they made Song of the South, so they just could be blatant with it. And they were like, yeah, no, we're going to totally be racist in this one. Uh, well, as the, fi as the final and closing always goes, Damon, Gobbler, thank you for once again being here and sharing your thoughts with, I'm going to assume, your favorite genre horror. Yeah, of course. Uh, I would ask... Want to plug anything, as always, but I know you don't okay. want to plug anything. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Don't at him, because you can't. I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> uh, I would suggest it. Russell, the crow, wanna pl would you like to say anything and plug any of your social? Uh, my social is on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook is Russell YKD Mayor. And Instagram is who's your daddy ninety one. Well, that answers a lot of people's questions about why he thought of that nickname, <laughs> Mister Nick Irish Chicken. Uh, it's Facebook's just Nick Wood. On Instagram, it's Nickers underscore Chicken eighty seven. On Twitter, it's just Nick Irish Chicken. And you can find me on Facebook, Ian Novak. Twitter, Gaio Loco eighty nine. Uh, well, guys, I don't know what's going to be happening now because of the now-brewing chaos with films being released. Yeah. I cannot guarantee what will happen now and as far as what reviews will come out. And next review, uh, how does it feel to have the coronavirus? <laughs> we'll keep you tuned. <laughs> oh. You know, on Instagram, it's H-O-O-S-I-E-R-D-A-D-D-Y-91. Just call him Daddy, yeah. And... As always, I don't plan on revealing my Instagram because I don't care. <laughs> it's also too long. Uh, but so, any thoughts on what the uh, next round's gonna be? I I don't know. I'm still further to yeah. yeah, I know that I'm just still planning on the. You know, if there's a possible foul play three. Uh, rot, 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 rotten eggs. Jill, Jack and Jill is in the barrel right now to be shot at me. So I know that's ready whenever. I'll shoot you anytime. <laughs> well, then we're going to need a new host. <laughs> oh uh, other than that, I'm just going to have. I'm just going to have to think of and figure out something else because I know I'm also trying to watch a bunch of stuff I've never watched. So. And I'm just real sad that uh, a lot of the movies we're looking forward to are getting delayed, so we have no idea what reviews are going to be coming up. So I guess we'll just go see what gets released, and uh, or finally or finally see stuff that we've not seen. Yeah, and hope it's all going to get delayed back, and like it's going to be like three months of movies. All, like oh. we're we're going to have like the whole beginning of the year worth of movies all jammed in like a month and a half. And you're like. There's one every single night. Yeah. Are we ever going to see New Mutants? I, you know what? Like, he, he, brought this up. he brought this what? up. He brought this up. What? 
It's just a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, he's saying it's been oh, like, so many times. Okay, gotcha. It got delayed because of the production, and then he brought that up that it got delayed further, but it's not necessarily its fault this time. Well, this is the fourth, fourth. or fifth time. You know Funny enough, going back to the original first video of Pit of Horror, you mentioned that you guys were looking forward to that, yeah. and I even had to correct you as soon as that video went up there on the screen, like, nope, it's already been delayed. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm honestly, I hope it comes out and it's good, because I... I've seen the commercials for it, and I'm interested. It has a lot of good actors and actresses in it, and the the premise is really interesting. Like it's not, you know, it's not an X Men movie, but the like, production hell but scares that's me. Yeah. That's the issue that, that I'm finding. And the Anya Taylor Joy factor for me comes in because it's bad, good, bad, and it's on track. This is the bad coming up. Yeah, and it, it probably will be bad. I mean, the, really, if you no, I mean, I hope it's if, good, but I think it will be bad. <laughs> I mean, Me too. Yeah, with, the, with as much problem as it had, it's probably not going to do very good, but they're probably just putting it out because they're like, we put money into it, we might as well just Disney, throw yeah. it out. Well, I love the idea. Like, in but general, the horror X-Men factors. I that. have I a love lot of idea. faith because, like, you know, there is a lot of X-Men comics that is really dark that, you know, we don't really get to see live screen. Like, I mean, the closest thing we've got to anything dark is probably... The Phoenix Saga, and it hasn't done anything. Like, it hasn't been extremely dark. You can make a case for Logan. Yeah. I mean, that, it, that's, it, yeah, that's more it's, tragic. It's more though, sad. Right? and yeah, yeah, but, I mean, getting into, like, this is the dark part. Like, this is, I mean, there's even parts in Spider-Man. Like, your, your boy, that should be a really dark part, but I don't think it's going to be as dark as it needs to for Carnage. <sighs> hey, that, that, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hey, at least Andy Circus is behind it. Yeah, true. Yes. true. Well, I love the actor. I love, you know, I love the actor. But, like, I just don't know if he has the goal to play Carnage. Cletus. And Cletus Cassidy. You got like, fucking nuts. I mean, he's had roles where he's been pretty crazy, but I don't know if that level of crazy. Killer. Cletus is just straight up, you know, bored Same. nuts. Yeah, 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 absolutely insane. So, we're going to see. Yeah. Well... On that thought, <laughs> thank you guys for being here. I hope you had a good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah, buddy. Keep going to the movies. Please subscribe here on Crazy Poultry Podcast. See you guys next time.